Domestic violence is the pandemic that no one is talking about. Over the past year, domestic violence has increased exponentially and made it more difficult for survivors to access services. In order to address the domestic violence problem in our community, Harbor House of Kankakee has developed a way for you to make a difference. Join the Community Commission to End Domestic Violence. The Commission educates and activates the community by developing awareness initiatives, specialized training, and prevention activities so as to connect survivors to Harbor House and change the cultural response to domestic violence, thus creating a safer, stronger community. Commission members meet the third Thursday of every month at 5.30 via Zoom with the next meeting on Thursday, June 17th. Register for upcoming meetings at harborhousedv.org forward slash events. Together, we can end domestic violence. This message brought to you by Kankakee Podcast. To submit your nonprofit organization's PSA, email kankakeepodcast at gmail.com. Thankful for the way these stories hold on To the lifetime we won't get back, I know These rivers carry Welcome to Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore, and uh, of course, this is the place where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. And it's <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I was trying I was trying not to laugh as the the song was playing because sitting across from me is the guy who wrote and sang the song and I'm just like this is so weird I'm playing the theme song for the podcast and the guy who wrote the theme song is sitting right across from me I was doing just fine and wasn't thinking a thing of it till you started laughing about it <laughs> <laughs> it just I don't know it feels it just feels weird. Um but uh anyway so so let's uh, welcome Lupe Carroll to uh to the podcast today. Um so yes if you did not know uh the man behind the Kankakee podcast theme song is Lupe Carroll and I first I'm trying to remember when did I first reach out to you to Start working on writing that thing. I was trying to remember. Are we? Was it a year ago? It wasn't a year ago. No. Um, I feel. I mean, it's been obviously it's been a while, but it's been a while. But I want to say, I just remember when we were texting back and forth about it. I remember that I was sitting in my sunroom, and our sunroom is very much not a Four Seasons room. <laughs> And because there's no insulation. And so because of that, yeah. I was like, okay, it would have been a time yeah. when I could sit in there. Because yeah. in the summertime, you can't breathe in it. And then the oh, wintertime, okay. you can you, you, freeze a cup of water in there. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it like. It must have been, it must have been, because I. In the fall, maybe? Y- yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I announced 
Like I made a like I made a post about about it on social media that I was going to do this podcast. Okay. And the reason and, and this was before like I was really I, I was kicking around ideas and names and things like that, but I hadn't completely gotten all the pieces together. Um so you're like, well, why the heck did you post it on social media then? <laughs> well, I did that is because I once read somewhere that if you post Sometimes if you post certain goals on social media, you're more apt to follow through with them. Sure. So that was one of the reasons why okay. I was like, okay, I have to post this to make sure <laughs> make sure that I actually follow through with this. That's really and funny. I actually do it. Side note on that. I've I've read different things, that being one mm-hmm. and the other is similar, but it's but it's backwards. So like if you post about it like that out in the open, you're more likely to do it. And then I've read that if you're just simply vocal about, oh yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing this or I'm working to do this, that you won't do it. And yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, which is so weird because yeah, it's very similar things. You could say that, it, it's jump a, on Facebook <laughs> and say that same stuff and then you kind of do it. And I don't know if it's because you have this like thing hanging there that like, well, I have to do this now because it's it's there. Yeah. But I, simply saying it sometimes to make you feel self feel better i and, don't know and i can th- i can think of a couple things right now that i <laughs> said that oh i'm working on this thing right now and the two thing, minutes later you're like and, no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm thinking about oh yeah i still haven't uh i still haven't completed that yeah. that's right oh my goodness um i've got a book of those things yeah right <laughs> i guess we all do but yeah it's, it's like anything else it's a it's a fine line of you know too much or not enough. Sure. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I was, it, so it must have been in the fall or sometime in the winter. And I know like I first hit you up about it and you're like, yeah, absolutely. And then a bunch of time went by and then I was like, okay, uh, was like, what do I need to do to get the ball rolling on this? Or, or, or maybe, maybe after I hit you up right away, you had, we, we, that's right. We jumped on a video call together. Yeah. 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 And I think that was, I remember, I think at the time, I was in quarantine from COVID or something. I I, I didn't have COVID, but I was exposed to it uh, several times during the the height of things. And so, yeah, I think I was talking to you at that time um, when I was kind of stuck at home. I do remember that. And I think it was within, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks from then that I had it written because I remember sitting down, I had a notebook in front of me. Yeah, you were sending me little little memo recordings right away. You're like, hey, what do you think of this riff? Or this... uh, Which is funny because I've had, this was like my first, um, not jingle, well, kind you know, like that, if you will. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah. the first thing like this that I've ever been like asked or hired to do um, outside of being hired to do like gigs and stuff. Like I've never been like, hey, could you write no a song No one's ever for... hired you to write. Would I've been you... asked. You've been and you've a handful said, of times and, and I've, I've always no. pretty quickly said no. Why? Was it, I, I for, for, just from my standpoint, I imagine you being approached to like write a song for someone's wife. Like that's what I picture in my mind, just because of like that, the, I've the, had that a couple times I was as well. Say, just the sound and style that you have, I just imagine dudes coming up to you and yeah. being like, "Lupe, can you write a song yeah. for my wife for <laughs> for our anniversary or I had for a, Valentine's Day?" A friend that asked for a, a song for his girlfriend and and another guy for his wife. The guy that wanted it for his girlfriend 
Um, I felt bad thinking it, but I was also super right about it a month later. But I was like, that's not going to last. I'm not going to write a song. For but then the, the husband <laughs> you, and- Were you just like, bro, li- listen. I like, don't remember what I said. I, I buttered it up. I, I very much buttered it up. Then like, bro, listen, I, I don't think this thing's going to last. Uh, I think I think you better- uh, I think I just told him I had a lot on my plate. God, that's funny. <laughs> that is so funny. But, the, um, but the, the husband and wife, it ended up not happening, but the guy- um, he was an old old friend, like back to like junior high. We weren't like super tight, mm-hmm. but close enough to where, um, yeah. you know, it, it was a it wasn't something I thought much about. I was just like, yeah, man. And and then the cool thing, like I knew that this guy was pretty good with words. I knew that he was a very um, romantic, uh, lovey dovey guy. So I was like, all right, if you've already kind of written some stuff, I'm like, throw it at me. Yeah. Um, coming up with music has always been pretty that's like the easier part for me when it comes to writing songs so right um i don't know it was like an easy thing to start doing but again it just just kind of ended up we both were slacking on it and then we both just totally stopped reaching out about it and then it just (laughs) it just disappeared it just never happened i think something clicked or he saw or heard something that made him want to do that Uh and then it just kind of he he just uh he like changed changed his mind on that gotcha and i was okay with it because yeah it just wasn't something i felt like doing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, but this was obviously a very different thing. This was something I just thought, um, you know, I'm a, I told you before, I'm a fan of what you do and, and your passion for it. And Thanks, I just man. thought, I'm like, man, I know that I know Jake's going to do this right. And I know it's going to be a neat thing. I'm a fan of podcasts. I know I told you and I think you're the yeah. same. We've got like a library of podcasts that yeah. we are subscribed to, but only listen to a small handful. I, but I think this has become one that I Well, thanks, man. I, I think we were mainly to. talking about uh, like serial killer podcasts. Yes, yeah, which is <laughs> 95% of my well, <laughs> subscriptions. And and I feel like most Americans, like I feel like if they're not listening to some type of, of um, serial killer podcast, it's like comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Those are, yeah. I mean, there's podcasts, there's more and more sure. of them. There's so much in between. Coming out. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like the 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 serial horror, yeah. pod, anything that's horror related, murder related, I feel like those are the, the biggest genre of podcasts. Yeah. They're, At least it's from my end, it seems that way. They're just so good. Yeah. They, they, they hook you in, man. There, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's super interesting. Um, but I, I like I was nervous about asking you about it just because I didn't know like what you were gonna say <laughs> if you were gonna be done because I wasn't sure if you had done anything like that before. Sure. But you were still. Um, I don't because we haven't talked. One of the the main reasons why I wanted to have you on an episode is just kind of like walk through like of of how the the theme song was created, but obviously just about you too, because not everyone knows Lupe Carroll. Um, and, and I know you don't take offense to that. We talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm Um, I'm a fan of the ones that don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, so when, um, when I, I, I've had the Kankakee podcast idea in the back of my mind for quite a while. And I always, with that idea in the back of my mind, I was like, I know for a fact who I want to write the theme song. I'm like, without a doubt, I want Lupe Carroll to write the theme song for this because I knew it was just the the type of sound I was looking for because you have a, a, a gentle, smooth uh, sound that a lot of people... Uh, when they they hear it, they they feel comforted. It feels like you have a you have a sound where it's like, oh, I'm home now, and that's what I was looking for 
and Thanks, to, to to open up this podcast because all of the, mo- most of the the people that are have been on this podcast who or who are going to be or the uh, the subject matters in different places in history or whatever it's it's going it's all obviously about the area about yeah. Kankakee County so it's it's our it's our home and these are these are things that happen here these are people that live here and their stories and so i just knew that you were you were the the person I was going to ask first, and then I was like, "Well, if that doesn't work out, like I don't know who I was like, <laughs> I was like I don't know who I, I, I there's obviously I was just in my head. I was like, who is Plan B <laughs> and C? I don't and D. I don't think I had a Plan B or C. I don't remember having one. I remember thinking about it. Oh, actually, you know what? No, I I take that back. I thought I think I thought if you said no, I was going to ask maybe Todd Hazelrig. Okay, because I like his style. Heck yeah, as well. So I I think he popped. I could already somewhat in my head here like the really folky borderline like with just a hint of like soul funk somehow thrown into like a folky sound that you would do very well. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, so so he did pop into my head, but I was like, you know, you were first on the list, but I don't think anyone else besides right you two popped into my head cuz I remember I think the first time I was introduced to Todd was he wrote a song, and he's probably written written many songs about Kankakee, but there was one in particular I remember that was being shared around on Facebook probably like five years ago or something. And it was a song, I think, that actually mentioned Kankakee in it. And I thought, wow, that's like a really good song. And like he's, I just thought he was real. That was how I was first introduced to him. And so I kind of followed him a little bit since then. And I feel bad that I don't remember the name of the song, but um, but anyway, so yeah, so but but lo and behold, I hit you up. We got on a, a, a first video chat call, and I was explaining to you like, and at that, the, you, I should also say thank you to you, not just for the amazing theme song, but you kind of helped me formulate the name a little bit and give me some some input because originally, the name of the podcast was going to be people in places it was people it was like it was going to be people in places of kankakee county or some or i think it was going to be kankakee county the people in places or people you know i was going to do this long name and the reason why i was going to do that is because i wanted to i wanted people to know exactly sure what the podcast was about right away but the like the more like i loved that phrase people in places of Kankakee County, but I'm like, man, that's so long. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and I was um, trying in my head just now to think of like a joke to say <laughs> as far as like, yeah, I remember you saying that. And then I remember yawning in the middle of you saying it and be like, that's really dumb. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> it's really dumb, Jake. I'm sorry to tell you. That's really ignorant. You shouldn't name it that. <laughs> well, I remember you're like, I'm trying to remember what I, this was actually, I, I could probably look it up in a text because I know this was a conversation we were yeah. having via text, but you're like, man, I don't know. Like, it's like, that's a really, it's like, you were like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, yeah. but. I remember saying, like, yeah, you're like, asking me, so I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. Like, it is long. Yeah, it is a long name. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I, I want people <laughs> to know yeah. right away what you know, what it's about. And that um, also goes back to what I knew you would do. I, I know, I knew thinking, <laughs> no, really, I, I remember thinking like, I know he's going to, he's going to nail this on the head. Um, as far as what he's doing with this podcast, like just call it the Kankakee podcast, because that in itself is, is 
for the most part saying what it is, but I was like, and then again, that fell into the song. Like uh-huh. you, that being so important to you, I was like, well, that needs to be in the song somehow. And yeah, and we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that part too. Um, and I and I want to say, I don't remember remember if it was you or if it was my, my uh, one of my best friends, Don Guy Singer, who was actually one of my teachers when I went to broadcasting school, and we became good friends. Um, uh, during my time there and, you know, it, it stuck years afterwards, uh, to this day. And he was helping me with, with names and ideas and just development. And it was either, it was either him or it was you, or maybe both of you said this, uh, when it came to that long name, they're like, well, you know, people are probably just going to go around saying, oh, yeah, that, that one uh, Kankakee podcast. Like, you ever, have yeah. you listened to that? Like, they're not going to walk around saying, oh, yeah, I love the people in places of Kankakee <laughs> County. Like, no one's going to say that. They're going to call it, oh, yeah. Uh, the Kankakee podcast. Yeah, Jake Lamore, he's got that, uh, that Kankakee, Kankakee po- podcast. Yes, people yeah. in places. Uh, yeah, uh, something people in places, you know. <laughs> so that's why I was like. You're right. No one's gonna go, walk, like walk around like talking yeah. to their friend about this podcast. They're just going to say, right. and that's where I was like, "Can't you keep podcast?" I'm like, I'm trying to. I'm trying <laughs> to think it. too of other shows and whatnot where where people totally do that. Like, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but I know yeah. there's shows like, "Hey, do you watch?" And then it's like a totally like <laughs> almost half word in the name of the show is like six or seven words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but I guess I just wanted it to be easy. And, sure. You know, obviously, like just hearing Kankakee podcast, you do know that. Oh, okay, this has something to do with Kankakee. So, but anyway, so that's that was the name part. But then, yeah, when I told you that, okay, so th- this podcast is it's going to be about the people and places of Kankakee County. I I didn't give you much besides that. Um, and we were just trying to decide on whether, like, that actual phrase, like the the title, yeah. should be in the theme song, or if it should just be poetic. And I think I remember telling you that it didn't have to, that like the title, that sure. sub that subtitle didn't, didn't have to, to be, be in there. there. Yeah, and um, and, and that that's pretty much all I gave you, and and somehow you. <laughs> you beautifully with your your poetry you put it all together i appreciate it man. and and um and i i was just i was amazed because like i said i feel like i didn't give you much to to go by so at, like let, let's go back to to that time so after that conversation of of telling you um what you know what i wanted the theme song to encompass what was like some of the first things in your mind that that came to your mind like while you were first writing it down where where do you remember being i think you were watching one of your kids i think yeah at the time um i want to say i I know i just kind of had in my head these uh pretty blank scenes of you I wish I could have had like a foreseeing of like this. That would have been oh. extra creepy and cool. This again is oh, the, seriously the little, awesome. The, the studio space. Yeah. I'm glad you um, like it, man. But I was just, you know, I was picturing you at a desk with, in my head, like just different people flowing through the table and you not even like interviewing, but just, um, you know, knowing your passion and love and interest in our community and in this county. 
And uh, I tried just writing that out because then I thought, like, man, there's so much I could um, I could write about or put on paper or, you know, ideas I could throw out there with what, you know, I, I think too much into things as it is, like anything, especially songwriting, which was why it can take me so stinking long to write a song, <laughs> which is also why I was extra impressed with myself to knock this out in the time that I did. You did, um, yeah. But with that being said, I just sometimes I'll go so long because I think like, I'll, you know, I'll put like somewhat of a storyline out for a song and then, and then I'll think too much into all these, um, uh, lines and side stories coming off of that. And so I, I kept almost doing that with, with this song. I kept thinking what, what the people that you were talking to could be going through and this and that. And that was like this thing I kept trying to like, um, really get, it was like just a you know, stick in the mud thing. I was like, I kept going down that road. And I was like, no, 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 it's not about that. Like, get get out. This isn't like a sappy, it's like, this is a theme song for a freaking podcast. <laughs> Stop, like, calm down. Because that's what you're you're used to. I am, yeah. With, with your writing yeah. style. I yeah. mean, it, it's, there's usually a, a, a story. Sure. Whether it's made up or not. Right. And there's usually Just something a, a little more like yeah, that. Yeah, there's, you usually get in a little depth, you yeah. know, like, you know, Johnny, it, Johnny's working, you know, long nights yes. and his you know when yep whatever can't make ends meet and exactly like john mellencamp just popped in my head like you know just it, that stuff you yeah, know so i just right. um boy if he lived around here he'd have been a perfect candidate to write <laughs> i think song. he lives in indiana doesn't yeah, he is from so, indiana yeah I, i'm actually, assuming probably still lives there yeah. i i have a uh i have a a uh a con uh, an acquaintance. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can call him a friend, but it's someone I know that knows uh, him. That knows him firsthand. because they wrote a book about him. Oh, sweet! And there's been a couple times I think uh, where they went out to his house, and I remember him saying that he lived in Indiana, and I can't remember exactly where in Indiana. If it's like, you know, close distance to where we are, if it's yeah far away, but regardless, it's, yeah. But um, but yeah. So so you're. So you're writing the song and you keep wanting to, to go into a, like a story. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. getting too deep. And then I just kept thinking, um, well, keep, you know, keep it simple. I, you know, I kept thinking, I just, I kept playing that line in my head, even though you yeah. did, you did stress like, Hey, this doesn't need to be in here, this line. But I was like, well, how can I chop that? And then it will. Did, I, did I, I say that? What was the, just I, a little? I think you just simply said that like, man, I don't like remember you just simply now. said, and I think that was on the FaceTime thing, which was yeah. like. Like that doesn't need or have to be in there, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like, and that's all that was. I'm but, trying like, to remember I had already written that... down like people and places. Oh, okay. And just I kept seeing that. Yeah, and, but you uh, did incorporate that. Yeah, I think into each the song. There's two like. We should, I should like have a... had the lyrics down in front. Oh, of me. it's all good. <laughs> I meant to. I think I don't know if I gave them to you already. If I gave them to you at all, but like I meant to give you. I was gonna like frame it and stuff, which I guess I maybe still could, but Ooh, I have like the, cool. the piece of paper with like the. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would love yeah, that. I would. I would literally you. hang that in yeah, this, right in this on, room, Heck yeah. like, and that way, whenever people frame it and stick it come, next and, to and, the and, live and on so there. I should. I should with there my you go. my little uh, marquee sign, but uh, but yeah, I would literally. I would. I would want you to sign it, and I would literally. Oh, for sure. Man. I would have that framed up in here. I'll put a little spotlight on it. You Very know? cool. I'm trying to think if I. If I wrote it in my like songwriting notebook, and if I did, then I definitely, I just, I almost feel like I wrote it in like a regular, like notepad, which mm -hmm. I don't normally do. Like mm -hmm. I feel like even if it wasn't for something I'm recording or whatever, I I always write. I have yeah. this notebook that I put them all in. But I think I don't, I don't know what your favorite 
line in the theme song is. But I think mine is um, the uh, talking about how people tend to stick with you after time. That's that's probably mine. Too. I I, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're like that that I think that one uh, sticks with me the most. Sure. And, and I think that was like boom. That yeah. was like that was it. That was, was like that that's was probably like the heaviest thing to. That was maybe one of the first lines I wrote of the song. It yeah. ended up. I think that's like the second verse or second half. Yeah. People tend to stick yeah. to or stick with you after time. And I think right before we recorded the vocals, I was like. Hey, give me one second. And then like I wrote two big, I think it's on there, but like two big like uh, interchanging arrows saying like, say that second. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, it just worked better, but yeah, in my head it did. But yeah, yeah no, totally. That was, that was a really big thing. That was, that heavily came from what, you know, just that image in my head of you interviewing yeah. people. and Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, because uh, the cool thing is with, with podcasting, like it's, as long as I don't take down the website, I mean, it's up there yeah. forever, <laughs> you know, and I don't plan on taking, I'm yeah. planning on taking it down. So it's almost like a history archive. Sure. Like this, someone could listen to this 50 years from now and they'll know like, Hey, there was this guy named Lupe and, you know, and he wrote, the, <laughs> he yeah. wrote this theme song for, you know, this, this podcast. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, we could be doing this podcast 50 years from now, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll live that long. It's hard to say. We'll see, man. <laughs> Something's going to pop up. So, <laughs> Some kind of pill we can take. <laughs> you know, I was reading today, um, speaking of, apparently the oldest a human can actually get is 150 years old. Really? Yeah. Like some some scientists is like yes found something where like, like your body th- is going to check out and was, was crumble that, to ashes. I was just saying <laughs> that that is the absolute max. Sure. Now the the oldest person that we know that has lived is one hundred was one hundred and twenty two. Okay, that's what and I she thought. was a French woman. Yep. Uh, and she died in she died in ninety seven. Yeah. So like that's been a long time ago since. Sure. But, you know, I bet, I, I still, like, wonder, though, if there was someone else that wasn't, like, recorded that was older than her, you know? Yeah. But um, 122 is pretty damn old, so. Man. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'm going to see what right? I can do. Right? Um, so, anyway, <clears throat> we should also, uh, we have to talk about Daniel Bishop's involvement with this. And then uh, Matt came in to the mix, too. Yeah. Uh, towards the end and uh, did did mastering um, on it. So, you know, I want to make Super sure. Super last minute, which was awesome. That, <laughs> yeah, that it was worked like, out. It was just like all of a sudden, oh yeah. I think they were just hanging out. And I, I know like, me and Daniel had talked about mastering and how we didn't totally absolutely need to do it. And then like just through them hanging out and Matt, you know, having the very much know-how and having the tools for it. And was like, yeah, so let's do it. And yeah. That's, that's fun stuff for us. That's the That's the neat thing. I remember me and... Daniel had both stressed uh, to you and whatnot, like, this is very much something we do, like, for free. Like, this is this I, is a fun thing. Like, every I, hangout we had to work on it mm-hmm. in his basement slash studio, like, it was, it was a blast. Like, it was just so much fun hanging out and doing I it. I know, and I so badly wanted to yeah, be there. I wanted you to, man. You'd have Like, every time you were working, you're like, hey, uh, we're going to be working on it, uh, you know, in a couple days. Can you? come by and every time it didn't work out and i was so bummed about that because i wanted to get pictures and and videos of capturing you know all of this 
you know. So, but yeah, like uh, Daniel Bishop, I he's he's a friend of yours, and I just know him through you. And and he messaged me uh, a couple days ago and was saying great things about the podcast. And I'm Sweet. still just forever grateful for his help and yeah, and, and, and you know recording. With you, because I know he he uh, he drums for you sometimes. Yeah, he plays drums with me, and then another close friend of ours, uh, Jacob Zimmerman, who we all call Zimmy. Um, Zimmy's cool guy. Yeah, super him, cool him guy. I've met a handful of times. Yeah, man, yeah. he's a um, super stand-up guy. He, him, and my youngest brother Eric, they've been like best friends since preschool, and uh, and they kinda... both play with Matt. Jaeger right yep. now, right? Yep. Okay. Southside Social Club. Yeah. And Ben King. Yep. Is that it? Yeah, the four of them. Okay. I was yep. going to say, I didn't think there was another one. Yeah, just the four of them. Uh, they're killing it right now. Keeping really busy with it and um, crazy, crazy huge catalog of songs. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, like, I, I I've feel seen like it's... Matt post, Matt Jaeger post about that. Yeah. Um, I feel like once a month he'll post that. Oh, we're adding another, you know, I feel like for any other cover band or whatever, they're like, oh, we're yeah. adding a few songs for... You know, within a few months, and for him, like once a month, like, hey, we're at another fifteen, and I'm, I text my brother every time I see it. I'm like, are you really? <laughs> like, is he talking about his solo stuff, or? And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm, this is for real. What yeah. I'm doing right now is practicing, <laughs> learning these songs, and, and then I catch them when I can, and they kill them, every yeah. one of them, and yeah. it's just, it's so awesome. Yeah, because what's cool is they'll, uh, they'll do like uh, some current top yeah. forty songs oh, dude, and, do. and do their own version yeah. of them. And, and that's always so cool to B-sides hear. Sides too, man, which is awesome. Yeah, that that as well. So um so yeah, Eric and uh Zimmy, yeah, as you as you mentioned, yep. play. And is is Eric's wife April? Yes, April. Okay. So, you know, you hit me, uh, you, you tagged her in that Instagram post. Oh yeah. About that light table. Sure. So it turns out my family has a smaller one. A smaller light table. Okay. And I hit her up about it. And she's actually- Going to uh, pick it up? Pick it up on Saturday. Dude. So, so I was trying to figure when out- When I the... saw that, I'm like, I know that when she <laughs> reads what I tagged her in, she's going to hit. I was <laughs> like, because I, I just, when I saw that, I got so pumped for her. I was like, man, I, if she doesn't see this, if I see that she doesn't see it within like a day or two, like I'm going to text her, call her and be like, hey, here's my friend's number. He's probably this is probably some legit stuff he's got. But. Yeah, I get a, a a much smaller light table at nice. my uh, my family's print shop where we're printing, and we're uh, the the business is closed, so we're clearing things out. Sure. And um, I forgot that our my grandfather told me we forgot in our old dark room uh, that we used to have at the shop we had a, a small light table about like 25 inches by 30 inches. And the the one I posted a picture of on the Kankakee podcast Instagram is like, it's like four and a half by five and a half feet. Yeah, I could tell it's it was huge. huge. And it's it's made of nothing but metal and yeah. it's heavy. And, you know, it takes up a lot of space. All her stuff too of that stuff is all uh-huh. in her basement too. When okay. I saw that, I'm like, uh, I'm going to let her know. But I was like, it's going to suck <laughs> this, if she does want it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the complete side note, I was I was just curious. I was like, I think maybe that's Eric's wife. Yeah. But I was like, I'm yep. not sure. Because I just saw that her last name was Carol, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure. But anyway, that's yeah. completely, yep, that's completely sidetracked. She is my, uh, my Sill. We call each other Sill and Bill. Cylinder uh, for brother-in-law and sister-in-law. <laughs> nice, I like that. But uh, I think I like she kind of started that. She did she like we were I don't know partying or a little bonfire at their place one night, and mm-hmm. 
I was heading. I was like, all right, I'm heading out. And she's like, see you, Bill. And I was like, what? She goes, brother-in-law. Like, okay, later, Sill. Like, just, just so nerdy and It sounds dumb. like something you come up with after you've had a few. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. But it stuck. It stuck. Very much so. So, I, I mean, so yeah, Daniel Bishop and then Matt Yates, um, not to be confused with Matt Yeager, um, both incredible musicians. So, mm-hmm. um, so Matt, I didn't realize that. So Matt Yates is is he lives in town in yeah. the area because I knew for a while that he had lived in what was it L.A. or New York or or somewhere else. He oh, right man. Or I, I, he was at least traveling. He was on the road. Yeah, he was, he on was the road at least for traveling. Uh, Maybe it, even put up a net or champagne. I know for a tiny bit. Champagne. That's yeah. where it was. So yeah. it wasn't super far, but I knew right. it was somewhere. I felt um, like he was in Nashville for a tiny bit too, but I could be wrong. Yeah. An amazing drummer. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. of them. Daniel and Matt. Oh, right. Both, Daniel. Yeah, yeah Daniel that's is, right. It's so funny, dude. I I feel like so many people have no clue. Till our, one of our first shows. So when our first, like when I first started doing this whole um, playing out as a band, like I grew up playing solo acoustic and that's all anyone knew me for. And, um, and then I started playing out as a band. It was more a do. It was just me and Daniel were doing... Uh, me on an acoustic and then he would do like a really small little bop kit or or he'd break his kit down and just do a little a kick and a snare or, or snare and a hi-hat yeah and um and then our friend Corey Ponton uh he got in on guitar and then for quite a while we did a small handful of shows just us three two electrics and drums made that work me and Corey have incredibly different styles of playing and that just works so well and really I, I brought a lot of my acoustic stuff to the table and just with them turned it into full band electric stuff. Okay. And not nothing heavy. We didn't like, sure. I always think when I explain that, I always in my head hear those like, uh, like punk goes acoustic albums or like those, <laughs> like, or like those punk cover album or compilation albums where like they yeah. cover cheesy 70s songs, but they like really like rev them up. And mm-hmm. like, it wasn't anything like no, that. Right. Um, but it was funny. And then, uh, and then Eric Fitz, uh, joined the mix on bass and uh, we had like the four of us, our first like time together was in uh, Daniel's when his parents lived on Castle Coombe in Bourbonnet in the basement there. And uh, the four of us jammed out. And I think it was more of just a jam, just a jam. And we were like, I was kind of showing them my originals and we were like four, like four or five songs in and everything sounding great and meshing. And we all just kind of looked at each other and like, we doing this? You guys want to do this? And And then no time later, I think, no time later, we uh, we got booked to play. Uh, was it Rock the Stacks or whatever at the library? Oh, I forgot that used to be a thing. And so my name was on that. there, uh, just Lupe Carroll. Uh huh. Um, and I, whoever it was that booked me for it, I, I don't think it was. It might have been. No, it wasn't Allison Beasley. I know she had a lot to do with it, but I feel like she she, she didn't book it because I thought she did. She I remember... did a lot of the booking for it. Oh, but okay. whoever like specifically talked to me about playing that, I said like, "Hey, yeah, I'm in. Uh, can I bring my? Can I play as a band? Like, well, yeah, it's it's mostly bands anyway. Okay. So we'll have the space and load out, you know, uh, arrangements and all that. I'm like, all right, sweet. Okay. But it was Allison. That's why I brought her up. She came mm-hmm. up to me after we were done and was like. What the heck was that? I did. I've. I did not know you played electric. I did not know you played in a band. Like I like. And then, so in that moment, and it was just like a month or two later, I was booked to play the Merchant Street Music Fest for the first time. And she came up to me freaking out about that because then she said after that, like, "Hey, we have you down to play." I think I was playing like the uh, 
uh, the platform stage or the uh, train station. Oh, uh, the the hill stage, right? Not is the it... hill stage. What's oh, the, what I know are what they you're called? talking they call about. They call it like the platform stage or the platform, whatever it is. Yeah, because because you actually literally you're play... on the platform. Yeah, you yeah. literally play right next to the train tracks. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was in, right. in I was scheduled to do that acoustic solo, and then she saw that and we're like, uh, let me get back to you. Would you want to do the Merchant Street as a mm-hmm. band? I'm like, oh, I'd love to. So she gets back to me two days later and was like, hey, how would you feel about playing Friday night on the main stage? And I think our first, our my, no, it wasn't the first time. But anyways, it was, it, we, we ended up doing that. And then every other year for three years, or I guess six total technically, but like we did it two more times and it was on the main stage Friday or Saturday night. Um, with those group of guys and it was just it was so awesome it was just so funny how what that turned into because i didn't care i just wanted to play yeah hell yeah well and and i mean merchant street is a huge yeah yeah man music fest that just got bigger and bigger and yeah keeps doing so but yeah it was so neat i'll never forget my one of my favorite times doing it it was with uh, matt yates on drums and we opened for uh, matthew sweet and that was that was really cool that was like one of the biggest one of the biggest crowds I ever played in front of, but man, yeah, and we were just on it. I just, I'll yeah. never forget the energy on stage and sharing that with those guys. Yeah, the, it's always a, a great time at Merchant. Yeah, and it's just always the uh, the atmosphere. I love seeing all the the diversity. Yes, and not in just the crowd, but in the the music that's being yeah, played as well. Absolutely. There's there's a lot of different genres going yep. on. Like you'll you see, name it. right? <laughs> you yeah, name it. like serious. I mean, gospel, folk. You're funk, not going to see. You're not going to see death. You're not going to hear death metal, but you could. I, I don't think I've ever heard anything yeah. that hard. No. But regardless, there's still quite a plethora. Sure. Of genres um, at Merchant Street, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I can say they they have had pop punk bands because the Projection, yeah. which was my band, we played there twice. Nice. So, you know, we we took care of the the pop punk part of it, and I'm sure there were <laughs> other pop punk yeah. or punk esque bands to have sure. played there. But um, uh, real quick, I um. I want to start reading PSAs on the the show. So, yeah, right on. I want to just read this off real quick. Um, and then uh, I want to we'll we'll dive into more of uh, uh, where Lupe comes from in the county and and yeah. how he and how you got your start. Um, but uh, so coming up, uh, the uh, the Bourbon and Grove Historical Society they do this every year. It's a it's a big fundraiser for them. The uh, Lay Artisans Arts and Crafts Fair. Uh, it's going to be on July 4th, as they have it every year, except for obviously last year because of COVID. But it is back this year. It's from 9 until 3 p.m. at the Kankakee County Fairgrounds Expo and also the Outdoor Pavilion. Uh, if you've never been, it's just a, it's just a, a fair filled with all kinds of handmade goods. There's original art, and they've got food and drink covered there. There's usually some pretty good uh, food vendors out there. Um, and if you want to be a part of it, I know that you can contact the uh, Bourbon A. Grove Historical Society if, if you're interested in uh, maybe, ha- maybe having a booth space there. But uh, Lay Artisans Arts and Crafts Fair, Sunday, July 4th from 9, and, nine until 3 at the Kankakee Fairgrounds Expo and Outdoor Pavilion. So, um, so Lupe, we, we probably, I probably should have went this route with you earlier, but (laughs) I know you are originally from Laments. Yep. Now, how long has your family been in Moments or when did your family get to Moments? Where's your family originally from? 
my mom, I believe, grew up in moments. Uh, she was the she's uh she's one of uh, ten kids. Uh, her parents had five boys, five girls. Oh wow! <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm third from the oldest of almost thirty cousins. Yeah. Um, and then my dad grew up in and is from Chicago Heights, and I want to say I'm pretty sure uh, high school years maybe maybe junior high, but I'm pretty sure high school. Oh, maybe junior high moved to moments uh, from Chicago Heights, uh, but my mom. Um, oh yeah, so so back to my mom. She was um, she's the third from the oldest of the ten. Uh, the two oldest and on were all born in Mexico, um, and then my mom was the first born in the U.S. Um, and f- funny side note that I always feel um, it's just fun to tell people about. But she, with that being said, uh, come high school years, like she couldn't, my mom couldn't speak like fluent or clear English till the second grade. And she flunked Spanish. What? <laughs> is it because she didn't try? It's, it's textbook or just... Spanish. It's not oh, Mexican yeah, Spanish. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel like text... <laughs> would text... I mean, textbook Spanish was probably uh, written by someone who wasn't... And, oh, well, and of course, um, you know, uh, if you're raised in, in uh, Mexico speaking their version of spanish it's different from sure, totally the, the the spanish that's spoken in in spain yeah. or any other probably yep. like a south american well, and there's and there's all there's dialects and all that stuff too it's it's similar to uh i, I didn't know till i think it was like junior high i was talking to my mom about it because i noticed i was like what's with uh it was like one of our cousins or something who's from further south mexico and i was asking her uh why he talked why he spoke a certain way and it was kind of that cadence of um and i'm sure you hear a lot of like stereotyping like mexicans and the way they uh, speak spanish or english on a cartoon or tv show and you hear like that na 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 like okay. that kind of cadence okay and she brought up and and hopefully if like you know a fellow latino or mexican or whatever's listening to this they're like uh with me on this but i think she had said like that's more of like a southern so like in the U.S., you've got like the southern drawl and like the southern accent. This yes. and that. In Mexico, that's the southern okay. drawl or you know accent. Okay, that's um, cool to know. So yeah, it's just there's different. Yeah, um, I know it can almost come off as like a different. You'd think that they're maybe speaking a totally different, like possibly Portuguese or you know whatever. Yes, and, but it's it's just a different. Yeah, cadence. my my brother Josh, um, his wife is uh, Puerto Rican. Okay, her family's Puerto Rican, and he was explaining to me um, how. Their, their their version of of Spanish is yeah. is it's different. very different from yeah. yeah very very different from uh you know what the Spanish that's spoken in yep. Mexico. I went to uh I don't know if we talk about this later or whatever, but <laughs> um, also doing barbering. Um, oh but yeah, in barber school, I one of my uh, instructors who I became really good friends with, still good friends, and then there was this other guy that he didn't know much English at all, a uh, younger guy, a uh, student, but the two of them were both from Puerto Rico. Um, and the two of them really hit it off for that reason. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was fun listening to them really go back and forth because a lot of, uh, a lot of the fellow students were Latino. Most of them were Mexican. And, um, and, uh, Beltran, Thomas, uh, was his name, but Beltran, we all called him his last name, Beltran. And it was funny. We'd have these, like, we would joke about like all the Mexican guys, like, he would joke that he's like, man, it sounds like there's a contest of like, who can sound more Mexican yelling my name? Because when we would finish a cut, <laughs> we would yell for one of the instructors. We would see, like, Ross was another one. We'd be like, Ross, mm-hmm. check. 
for them to come check our haircut. Yeah. And before the person got up out of the chair and there was always something to fix. But <laughs> but with him, you would always hear like every day a different Mexican guy like, Beltran. And then like the next day, Beltran. And then like it would just get heavier just and heavier. really like, try Beltran. to lay like, And then we'd start getting dumb with it. And, Beltran. <laughs> um, so were you raised to to speak both Spanish and English? No. I Man, I wish. I'm, I can't tell you how like... My insides just sunk when you asked me that. Like, yeah, I'm I, so I just, disappointed I'm just kinda, in I'm just kind of surprised. It must have just been. I was around but, it a ton. I'm sure, I just, and still are. Yeah. I would imagine, um, but probably maybe by that point in your mother's life, she had probably learned English fairly well. Oh yeah, you, you can't you tell. Know? Yeah, right now, I mean, I, I I very much think you can see you can see that she's Latina, that, that mm-hmm. she's Mexican, but right. Um, but otherwise, if if you can't and like hearing her hearing her speak, you would you wouldn't know that she spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. But when she does, I mean, it's you wouldn't think she could speak English. I mean, she, um, <laughs> that is such a gift. Yeah, it is oh, such totally. a cool. It's and such it, a cool it just, thing. Uh, I so I uh, my first uh, shot that I got getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I was there, and the second I get up to the counter, there was this guy that was hit, and I just it broke my heart and made me pissed at myself. But this, there was this older Mexican guy and was having issues with like communicating with the lady at the computer. Oh man. Yeah, dude. And I was just, I was like kicking myself in that moment. I'm like, oh, if I could just take two steps over and be like, hey brother, what are you you trying to say to her? You know? And and then just like, boom, fix that situation. Cause from that moment on checking in, you don't have to say anything to anybody. He would have been all clear. And instead, like I had, um, I knew these two other nurses and ladies that were at the areas where I was checking in. And they both looked at me and glanced over there with their eyes asking me, can you help? And I, and my eyes were saying, no, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm such a, I'm a Mexican. Like, I'm just, I'm a Mex- I, is that what they call? No, it's, I, the first time I heard that was in, I think the, I forget what the movie was. <laughs> it was with Johnny Depp said it to, uh, I forget the guy, the actor's name. What was it? It was uh, Antonio Banderas, those movies where he's like, is that Once Upon a Time yes, in Mexico? That was the movie. Okay. He's uh, the, he's like sending this like uh, hitman other uh-huh. uh, like, I forget the, uh, the scenario. Yeah. But yeah. he's like going to kill some other guy and, and he's like, he goes, you going to do it or not? You call yourself, are you a Mexican or a Mexican? <laughs> and like, and that was the first time I heard that line, but I heard that me and my brothers looked at each other and was like, that was amazing. <laughs> we're like, we're totally going to start using that. Right. Wow, I love it. That's like me. I've got this French name, but I'm my French is oh man, don't I, even. I love that yeah, the French can't. language too. Yeah, um, that that's besides the point. So <laughs> I don't even know what we were originally talking about. Well, we we were just talking about um, you know, like where your parents mm. came from, and obviously they yes. they yeah. landed in Moments, and yeah. that's where you were raised. Yep. Um, and then when I I know when I first met you was at the sweetest sugar shop. Oh, yeah. In moments. Heck yeah. Um, it was this, what, it was an ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And whoever owned it, I don't know how the, the shows started to get thrown there. Because I was I was only like 10 sure. or 11 at this time. The owner's kids were all in like punk bands and okay. stuff. Okay. So I that, figured and, that was probably. Yeah, they were super laid back, really cool people. But yeah, they very much were all about giving another outlet because at that time in moments which you wouldn't think but there was like two or three other places where we were able to have shows there well the bowling alley yep um was there those the only two places i knew of in moments Um, that were and and to to be clear this the swedish sugar shop was on washington yep right yep 
in moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what's in there now. I'm sure there's some business in yeah. there. Just to give someone reference on where this this place was. Yeah, if anyone knows where you don't uh, know. Actually, I almost... No, it wasn't this. I mean, it was not that far down the street from... Uh, you know where Yanni's, Yanni's is at? I was going to say Yanni's. It was like next door to that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it was... Next a, door or, or, or two doors down, but it was... Something... Yeah. Yeah, it was very close. And at the time, it was Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. That's the... I was trying to think of the name of it. Man. Okay, Simpsons. Their biscuits and gravy was... Yeah, I, I, seriously, everyone in the county, I feel like, knew, knew, that, knew that restaurant. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it was like a big deal to go yeah, there. Um, so Amazing. anyway, so that's when I first met you, because you were playing in a band called Greenwood, right? Mm-hmm. And so that would have been, like I said, that was 2000-ish, early 2000s yeah. at this point. Um, so is that when music like came into your life or were you raised on music no, way before I, then? Yeah, or? I was very much raised on it. I Nobody played um, by any means, but uh, it was just my parents um, still do, obviously, but it, they love music. My mom, um, it was, I got a lot of different um, stuff, a lot of different genres from both my mom and dad. My dad, my mom was heavily into um disco motown um and then like the you know mariachi music and cumbia music and um so like you know the day spent with her or on the road like man we'd we'd go from listening to marvin Gaye, the temptations to like the next day we'd go shopping and celine dion nothing but that and then the next day it was um mariachi music or like celine like celine i'm a huge selena Selena. fan i'd love selena um but yeah, just all that. And then my dad um, was like, you know, rock, folk rock, blues, folk music. And my dad got me into, my dad's a huge Pink Floyd fan. That's like his favorite. <laughs> um, and then he turned me on to like Led Zeppelin. And uh, what got me playing and singing, and I'll, I'll never forget this. And I always, this is like my go-to. And I can't remember right now. Because in look. Greenwood, you were the lead vocalist, right? Yeah, lead vocalist and bass player. Yeah. And I played guitar at the time. Like, I'd pick guitar up and played that. I don't remember you playing bass. I thought it was guitar. Yeah, no, I played bass. And then our friend Jake Locke um, was on guitar and then Austin Thompson on drums. And the fun thing with Austin Thompson at the time, and he was very young, but he looked 10. (laughs) And it was the funniest (laughs) thing playing these shows because, like... Well, you were probably, what, 16 at the time? Something like that. 14 or 15, maybe even. Yeah, because my brother Josh was 15 or 16. Yeah, I think I'm a year younger than I'm. You guys are right around the same same age. Yeah. What was he born in, 86, 87? Yeah, 86. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, Jake was, I think, a year or two younger than me. And then Austin, a year or two younger than him. Eh, Maybe just a year. So he was younger, but at that age, like, (laughs) he's also just this, like, now, I mean, he's in his, I'm assuming, late 20s or whatever, but... um, he still looks, you know, if he shaves off his, you know, facial hair, I'm sure <laughs> he, I'm sure he looks 14. Yeah, that's, hair, that's we true. Look lot, um, we look a lot younger. Which I'll have to remember now. <laughs> I was going to say, if, uh, yeah, if you want to look younger, guys, just shave your beard. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's becoming a thing. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but yeah so that, that, was, uh, that was a big part of me playing out. Mm-hmm. Um, my first experiences of playing out. Uh, was at the Swedish Sugar Shop. Yep, and yeah. with that band. Yeah. Um, Who else was in that band besides Jake? Um, just Austin Thompson, oh, the Austin. drummer. Yep. Oh, it was just us were, three. You were, you were three. Yep, three just piece. a trio. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, 
me and Jake were, t- I, for the first time, he, he's been in Chicago for a long time. He just moved back with his wife to, uh, she's from St. Anne and oh, they okay. moved to, they moved back to St. Anne and I just started cutting his hair <laughs> and uh, me and him were of course talking the old days, like the last time we hung out, like, uh, when I recorded, uh, the full length with my band, um, Austin Thompson, uh, was our sound, was our engineer. No he, way. Yeah, he was working at CRC in Chicago. So we'd come full circle. We had this moment before the band came with me. We went there so I could lay down acoustic reference tracks. Mm-hmm. And while doing that, I think we were like in the middle of the second song and we like, I felt like we both maybe, we didn't say anything, but we both maybe got choked up. But like, I look, we made eye contact through the boardroom and in the, uh, where I was recording and we just kind of had this moment, like I stopped and then he stopped it. And it was the neatest. And that's the love we found, right? Yeah. That yes. record. Yep. Okay. You it know was... what? Wait, I think, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, snap. Let me see if, uh, I might have that in my bag here. I used to. The, uh. Yeah. Look, look the... at that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what is that in there? Uh, I think it was a ticket. Okay. Because I've got, oh. Heck yeah, uh, man. Yeah. It's all kinds of stuff in there. But That's yeah, awesome. I still, still, still got it here. This yeah. is, <laughs> this has been. Let me see that. Yeah, there you go. Um, you gave that to me, I think, when I first interviewed you on um, on River Country. Dude, like, this, I've never seen one so weathered. This is awesome. <laughs> I only see them in shrink wrapper <laughs> if I take them out because someone yeah. wants it signed. But man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, been That's a hot. hot this is huh? awesome. Yeah, but um, yeah, still got it. Heck yeah, so. man. So yeah, so we were in a. Uh, looking at each other through there and like I, I did like I just like stopped mid song I don't know what I was recording but we looked at each other and then he just like punched in to talk to me through the headphones but to to say and show just how on the same page we were in that moment like he punched in while I'm looking at him just cheesing and he punches in and goes like pretty wild. like I just hear like click and I just hear like the of yeah. the room and he's yeah. just like pretty wild isn't it <laughs> and then I was just like yeah, <laughs> and then we and then we still like another like minute stared at each other. And yeah, then, and then he's like, "All right, starting you over." Like, yeah, there was you know didn't laugh about it. Didn't you know? Right. Just, it, no, it was that's... just this, and we never talked about it again. There was no like we didn't go out for a drink that night and right. talk about how or whatever. But I think years later we might have brought up at a at a party or something, just saying like, "Man, like how neat." And not even we didn't bring that moment up. We just brought up like, we were talking to someone else about. Um, it was with my brother actually, and he had gotten to talking about how it bums him out when he says hey to an old friend that he hasn't seen in forever, and he asks how they're doing, and they say, "Just living the dream." Uh, and yeah, and they say I it hate with that response. Same man, but like my brother, when they're always when he asks first, and then they say that, and then they're like, "What about you?" And my brother's always quick to be like, "No, nah, literally living the dream," but <laughs> no, says like, it differently. Right, because, yeah, right, like literally, it's and me great. and Austin yeah. got to talking about how like man, we totally are like we're our yeah. own bosses. We, you know, just it was something like who knows how long ago that we said like, "Oh man, like well, what are you gonna do? What's your ten year plan? What are you gonna do? Blah 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 with your life." It's like, "Well, I'm gonna be a musician." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm gonna be a sound engineer. I'm gonna work in a studio and this and that." And he's working with and has worked with really big artists and it's like a name I guess you don't want to totally tie yourself to now but like before <laughs> he settled down at CRC he he did this long stint with was like doing sound engineer stuff for R. Kelly wow um but when and then I think right now he's in New York still maybe but just doing huge stuff with it mm-hmm. and it was the neatest thing to to make an album with him 
Yeah. Um, it, like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, it, things just come full circle. Yeah, yeah, it was so neat. And it was yeah. funny too, like the downside of that was my extra comfort with him because there were times where like I, t- I stressed to him and everyone with us that like not as much as the band because I was like, this is like my thing, but it's our thing. But then yes. like with him and the assistant engineer, I told them like, hey, this is our thing. But, but we are very, and I am very open-minded, like, please, like, if you hear something, like, man, yeah. throw it out there. Like, mm-hmm. this other guy, I, I, he, he was a really solid musician and knew his stuff. I was like, man, if you hear something, like, come come in, like, pause, come in here, grab my guitar, sit at whatever, and play it, show us, like, let me know. So, like, I, I said that, but at the same time, I'm also pretty strong-headed and, and whatnot <laughs> about what I want. So, there were times, very often it happened that Austin would punch Uh-oh. in. Hey, what if we did this? And then I'd punch back in like, hey, what if we didn't? All right, let's take that from the top. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> and then every time he's like, hey, you said, I'm like, no, 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 I know. But I didn't say I was going to take your advice every time. <laughs> I just said, feel free to let us know. Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> that's too good. Yeah, I said it. So what? Yeah. You know. Let's just do another take. Screw yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly how it was I know, said. I, but, I'm, I'm or just I just te- met I'm, with the whole... I'm just teasing Hey, you. what if we did this? What yeah. if we didn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That'd be cool too, right? So, I mean, a lot of people were... A lot of people knew about you before the voice happened. But that's still like how a lot of people were introduced to you sure and how a lot of people still refer you as oh that was the guy on the voice yeah. like so Which, just for for so like for reference when people are like oh okay i know and because like you know you were on the voice and well nick lynch was on idol right i think so i have no idea i think he was yeah I'm i was gonna sure. say i i don't I don't know how far he got, but I could swear he was on Idol. I don't think it was yeah. The Voice. I uh, heavily do not follow any of those shows. <laughs> yes. And I same, didn't at the time here. either. Like, right. I, 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 I don't just not follow him. I'm not into him. And it's just, and I'm not like, I mean, I'm over that I did it, but I'm not, a, I'm not above it. Like I stress to people that I'm not, I don't look at it as this like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. That's mm-hmm. the dumbest thing. It's not, of course it's not. It was, it was, no. it was insane. It was incredible. Yeah. It was a yeah, you were, phenomenal experience. It was, yeah, because you were doing really well. Yeah, and it was just, know. it was a really neat thing in my life. And uh, I made some incredible friends through it that I'm still friends with. And I, I've gotten a couple things that are still going on in my life because of it that some really big doors I got my feet in. Um, but yeah, but with that being said, like I... I through doing that, I found out from about people in our area. Nick Lynch. There's this other guy, I think, from Wilmington that was on, maybe The Voice or another show. But mm-hmm. but the funny thing with that, or there's America's Got Talent, something like that. Oh, you know I, what? That Iron Iron Horse. You familiar oh, yeah, with them, Iron they Horse? Were, they yep. were on America's yep. Got Talent. They were also another. I don't know if you know this or remember this or recognize them. Oh, dadgummit! What was the name? Man, I oh, I hate that I didn't look this up to ask you about it or even think about it. There was another punk band that played at the Swedish Sugar Shop. I can't remember their names, but they were in it. They were Those in... two twin brothers were the like the front guys of the Southern... Oh, oh, um, they, they played... Do you remember? Um, we used to play in a band with, uh, with Carl and Aaron. Okay. Uh, it wasn't Iron Horse. It was like County something. Okay. But I don't know. But it if... wasn't that. I'm talking back in like okay. our teenage years. Yeah, see, I don't remember. You might have still been, you might have been a bit young. I don't even know if I, 
I don't remember seeing them when I was that okay. young. I don't remember meeting them. I hate that. Me- I can't remember. The, the <laughs> I don't remember name. meeting uh, Aaron and Carl from Iron Horse, the, the twin brothers. I don't remember meeting them until later on when I was when okay. I was a teenager and I was in the projection playing, sure. you know, punk shows because I played with their band in Crete, like. At least three or four times, okay. I want to say. Yeah. And now the name, I think their their name was called like County Line or, or something like that. And it was like huh. literally taking country and punk and mashing okay. them together. That was their sound. Um, and I can't remember if Iron Horse was going. I think Iron Horse might have been actually going at that time. Maybe. Or maybe Iron Horse came after that, that band did. But um, yeah. anyway, regardless... Um, we, I know we, the last time, I think it was when I took uh, my son, Owen, <clears throat> to get a haircut at your house we were talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's when we were talking about The Voice, but it, it, what year was that? Was that, it, has it been 10 years already? Because that's what- It's getting close, like, which is crazy. Because it was, it, it was 2012, 2013. I okay, think it aired. So. No, it, I feel like it aired 2014-ish or maybe later 2013. Well, um, the-, the um, 2013. The, the Love We Found was released in 14, right? Yes. So 2013 for sure. Is when it aired. Yeah. But, so you were probably like I was out recording. there back and forth from here in LA early in the year 2013. And if I remember right, it was like in the month of September that the show aired. Okay. Of 2013. Of 13. And so it's did... getting like close to 10 years yeah. already. Yep. Wow. So so let's, let's walk through your your experience with the voice then starting from that that first audition did you go to auditions in chicago yep so a lot of people don't know i tried out for right before right before well what 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 like brought you to actually do it was it family and friends because it was like the voice was what uh was it even a year old at that time? The voice has been around for a long time now. It was now. maybe just a couple years old. So so here, what I was just going to say, I tried out for season two. Yeah, it would have been season two. Um, and and the open calls actually went really well. Um, I got a call back and then did the whole, what they do when they go to city to city. They're in that city for, I think, about a week. Just shy, probably shy of a week, less than a week for sure. Uh, maybe four or five days, and they do. You know, they go through all the people. There's like it's like a two day thing, I think, and then maybe a day in between of like really going through what they just did. Um, and then there's the the callback thing, which I think might be also a day or two, maybe just one. Um, but I did all that, and I made it through the callback thing, and went to this table to fill out a stack of paperwork. And I wish that. <laughs> The last thing I signed, I wish would have been the first thing in the pack. Oh no! What was it? It was. Um, I don't remember the the verbiage, the the wording, but it was something along the lines of, "If you can do all this, here's the roundabout dates, pretty precisely, but roundabout dates that you'll be doing it. Are you available?" Like the date that it mentioned was my wedding date. Oh my God. And all God. that stuff. And I, I told my wife, like, I think I texted her in that moment, like, uh, pff, we're not moving our wedding date around for this, for this crap. <laughs> so, um, and so, so this I was, was probably a... the only one there that were like pretty quickly wrote no. I was like, no, I can't. And this was the first time. This is the you... first time I tried out. This the, and okay. Yeah. And I think maybe two months later, cause I remember still, I, I was still at home. I remember getting an email 
saying like, hey, sorry to inform you. And I was just like, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, I'm not more bummed about it. And then, uh, <laughs> so then me and Melissa had been married for a couple of years, probably, yeah, right? Th- or maybe just over a year. And, uh, you know, no kids at the time, uh, apartment living, easy living, just, you right. know, you things just are enjoying good. yourselves. No reason to say no to anything. Yeah. So a, a close friend of ours, uh, another kind of local uh, talent that a good handful of people know about, Misty Cole. Okay. Um, phenomenal vocalist. I have st- I still, I don't know if I've met her. I mean, I obviously know sure. her I hope because you get to people meet her talk she's about such her a all freaking the time. sweetheart, man. I have to have uh, her on the, on the podcast. She maybe. would be a blast. I'm, I'm sure not she joking, would. dude. I mean, she like would, I said, I, I, she'd light your house up. Like I, I'm just, she just, she does that in any room. I, she's I can't in. recollect me ever meeting her, yeah. but maybe I have. But anyway, that's besides the point. So, so Misty is the one that. So she was uh, trying out the year that I, that things uh, that I did it. Um, she called me, I think like the night before, I want to say it was the night before that she was going, I was like, Hey, carpool with me, uh, try out with me. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to do this by myself. Like, I'm not even sure I want to do this. Like she was also kind of like, people are like, Misty, go try it. So she's doing that. I'm like, Oh, she goes, think about it. Think about it. Text me back, whatever. Like she was so hyped. I'm like, let me, okay, let me call you back. <laughs> so I let her go. I look at Melissa and she's like, who's that? What was that all about? And I was like, it was Misty Cole. Like she wants me to blah, blah, blah. So like I go online to even look up, I'm like, can I even carpool to this thing with her? Like I'd done it before and it was a pretty tightly run thing. So luckily I did that. Cause then I was like, oh. for one, my, all my info was saved on like the NBC's database thing so like the Uh neat thing with that i didn't have to do all this filling out stuff i was able to it took me straight to a page to print out this um pass thing to show that i was auditioning so i was like it's kind of it's kind of amazing that they kept that sure sure which kind of made sense because of how far i made it with the callback stuff oh that's true and i had to make an account as it was so like going on to the nbc's page thing for it yeah the, the fact that it had a thing where it said like log in i'm sure there's other people that have accounts on there just for other yeah, stuff. That makes right. True. Um, true. So I Melissa was like, Well, babe, we you know, why not? Like like give it a shot. Like just, you know, so I was like, Yeah, like, yeah, I guess. And uh, so I texted Misty and was like, Yeah. Let me uh, I was like, I'll let you know. I was like, give me give me a little bit. It was like early early evening. I was like, I'll let you know tonight. So I went on there and and um called her like no time later. I was like, Hey, I'm going to try it, but here's the thing. And like, I, before I called her, like went on the computer and like the day that I think she was going on Saturday and Mm -hmm. like that day filled up. So like I, I, uh, my stuff went through and I signed in and all that and it gave me my time and date and it was for Sunday. So then I was kind of annoyed because I was like, oh, I kind of didn't want to do this in the first place. And now I don't now... even get to carpool with a friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, man. So I called her back and was like, hey, I'm doing it, but I can't carpool with you. So thanks for getting me into this oh, and or man. for you know, talking me into it. Um, oh. And then another funny thing, that night our printer, we either didn't have one at the time or uh-huh. it was broke. But I, I remember being so shaky-kneed and winded, but I was like, it was getting late. It was starting to rain and I had my cruiser board and I like skated to Daniel Bishop's house <laughs> and I think Daniel at the time was in uh he was either in Utah for doing some school stuff like geology stuff or he was in uh Liberia Monrovia Africa <laughs> with the Peace Corps oh my gosh I think it was that I think he was in wow. Africa at the time so he wasn't home so I texted I either called or texted his dad or his brother and his brother was up and I'm like, hey, can I use your printer? 
like that like emergency like i need to print this thing out because like first thing in the morning i had to go up there so like i like skated like so hard and fast to their house and there's like most of that trips uphill and i'm just like pushing so hard and like it's kind of downhill to their house so i got to like coast a little bit but then i'm like just like sweat running down my yeah. face and i run inside to like print my thing off which was it was such a simple thing. I'm like, this is so dumb that I couldn't just have something on my phone. Yeah. Skate back home and, and I'm like, all right, we're, we're good. So went up there the next day. And Did you end up going by yourself then? I did, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went went by myself, did the open call thing. Um, what did you play? So for the open call, it's acapella. Oh, that's right. So and what did you sing then? I sang. Do you have to, you can could you pick whatever you want with that with the open call you can pick okay. you, you they tell you to bring a song or two or three to the table okay um to just have prepped a verse and a chorus um they recommend knowing the whole song in case they want you to sing more but just know a verse and chorus uh, you know they stress to not take offense but like sing like keep singing but like they'll cut you off after the chorus or whatever mm-hmm. um and they're all pretty you know like <clears throat> the other neat, it was at the, uh, what is that place? The uh, Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Huge place. Never been in there till I saw this. Unreal. Um, so I'm in there, all these rooms, conference rooms, like little, like smaller meeting rooms and stuff. And then I'm sure they're able to like block them off. They yeah. had 10 people to a room, to each room. Thousands of people like in these lines, but it was like- they Like you always cut see them on off TV. It. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And they'd cut them off. Ten, ten people would go off to a room, and then one by one, they'd call a name up. You'd go stand in the middle of the room. They'd tell you go, which kind of, that made it easier because I remember thinking, I'm like, man, for one, like when I don't have my guitar, like like I'm good on stage. Like if you stick me in front of 5,000 people with my band or that's my crutch, man. Like, right. I'm fine. I'm golden. You take that thing away from me. I'm I'm uh, Will Ferrell in uh, Talladega Nights doing this thing. Like I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? And uh, and I really didn't. And um, man, it was just such a goofy thing. But I I believe I did. Um, it was kind of new at the time. I just looked up like. I was like, man, what's like a soulful pop song that would probably be a good one to try? And I did. A, it was a Gavin Gavin McGraw. Is that Gavin DeGraw. Gavin DeGraw. Best um, I ever had. There's he's got uh, he's got a string of what's that? Um, songs. I went on to play. I ended up playing it a lot at shows and stuff. Um, if you ask me. Oh yeah. Um, say I'm doing just fine. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know the song, but now I forget the name of it. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I, I, so I that sang was, that. That was a big one. Didn't get far into it till like, she kind of cut off just simply saying, like, don't do that one. And it hit me. I didn't even need to ask her why. I was like, I bet every other person here is yeah. Like, that's one of the songs that everyone's picking. Yeah. She's like, what else you got? And I was like, um. So then I said, and I remember be, I was, there was this very large it was just like me and him were just like geeking out on like soul and Motown, but this like very large black guy was like sitting by me in with that, in that group of 10 and me and him were like, you know, just talking to Otis Redding and all this old school stuff. Guy had a, his speaking voice was gorgeous. <laughs> and so my other, for one, this was my other song I picked, but like, I didn't plan on being in a room with this man. And oh no. I was like, when she's like, what's your other song? And I was like, um, a change is gonna come by like I was like wanting to mumble it, but it, a change is gonna come by um, Sam Cooke. Okay, and 
And I remember even like I said it and then kind of glanced at that guy and he was like cheesing at me. He's like, yeah, brother. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> he's yeah, like, do, do it, it yeah. do it. And I'm, and so I, and I like, that was just one of my, that was one that I played. I, I love that song. Like I get choked up every time I sing. I might've gotten a little choked up when I sang it then. Probably. I mean, and, uh, in those circumstances. Sure. So I start playing it or start singing it and I'm like a couple lines in. And that guy sitting next to me, like, just, you know, and they they stressed, every, like, everyone, please be quiet and respectful, blah, blah, blah. That guy, like, two lines in, he's like, okay, okay, <laughs> and, like, gets all excited, which got me amped up. <laughs> so then I started belting it more, but, like, after that, and they're like, all right, go ahead and sit down, thank you. And um, so me, that guy, and this kid uh, got held by, because then when, once everyone tries out, they're like, all right, thank you guys so much. And just to be clear, um, the the people that you audition in front of aren't the celebrities nah, you just, see on TV. Just PR people yeah. from... I feel like a lot of people know that, but just yeah. in case someone doesn't know that, just want to be clear, like, sure, you weren't, at this point, you weren't in the room with the celebrity, celebrity right. right, the celebrity yeah, judges of, you see on... Bunch of uh, PR people and production people and whatnot that uh, are assigned to each room to yeah. sit, that know what they're listening for and um, are trained in that. Um, so they held, so they, you know, they say that, thanks for coming and then they i feel like that guy that sings chocolate rain when i'm doing that <laughs> Just, i guess i don't rain. need or want to let the audience know but like i had one of those ice waters that are like carbonated Oh, is that what? I literally, no, that's, this is just water. But oh. right before I left, I took like three drinks, but then I put it back in the fridge because I'm like, this is the dumbest thing to be drinking right now <laughs> before yeah, going to do a podcast because <laughs> I'm going to be burping. Oh, it's so okay. sure enough, every time I've done that, I just don't want to burp on this mic. But it, when I do it, it, do you remember his music video? I think so. He, that's had, been... he had like um, captions that's, that was like letting you know what he was doing in his studio, but he'd be like, chocolate rain. And then he would like go back singing. But when he would jump off the mic to do that, a uh -huh. caption popped up saying, this is me taking my breath and I didn't want my breath to be on the mic. <laughs> so when I'm doing that, I keep thinking of, oh boy. Uh, I hope a ton of people are like, what is What are they talking about? Man, that, so, talk about 10 years old. I think that one's about 10 years old at least, maybe maybe older. Dude. But anyway, so so they say, okay, thank you for coming. Now at that point, do you go home or are you sticking around or how does so that work? So I stick around. The room empties. They have the three of us sing a little bit more of another song. Okay. Um, I don't remember what it was I had picked out, but I remember them telling me like, hey, you're with your voice. And then this was a cool thing. They were like, are you into, like, do you know any, like, Van Morrison, Ray LaMontagne? And I'm just like, you guys are naming my favorite artists off. I'm like, pick a song. Which one do you want me to sing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, the lady, she, she seriously says, um, she goes, do you know uh, do you know Jolene, Ray LaMontagne? I was like, yeah. She goes, sing that. So I start singing it, and she, like, she stopped me at the end of the first verse and was like, okay, uh, go sit down. And then, like, she was already, she was, like, filling out my callback And you're paper. just like, what the? <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and, uh. And I honestly, like in that moment when there was less people in the room, I felt comfier too mm -hmm. about doing that. So then I think it was like three days later at this other location in Chicago. It's like a big practice space where a lot of bigger bands, Chicago-based bands and uh, traveling bands practice and rehearse. Um, they had that whole place shut down for them to do callbacks. With the callbacks, you had to have an accompaniment or play an instrument or a track. Um, so this one wasn't... Um, so for this part, and it was funny, like, I don't, I don't think I ran into another person that, that, we, that you saw that wasn't, um, 
nervous that wasn't like not oh, yeah everyone was still like just like oh man like you know and like that was just that was simply connecting everyone like man yeah. how, how are you doing? like everyone was like checking on everyone <laughs> and i was like so i was kicked back in a corner just kind of like in my own thoughts like still debating if i even wanted to do this yeah. <laughs> but here i was in this moment and i, I remember uh, that guy like i said hey to him because i talked to him for so long at that thing because um, not only were we in that room together, like we were in line for hours uh-huh. together. What, was he there? He so he was there. Oh, he um, got called back. Yep, okay. him. And then there was this younger kid that was in the room with us that mm-hmm. uh, got called back. Um, so we we talked for a bit and and hung out a little and like you know, dude was super nervous. I'm like, man, don't. I was like, don't be. I'm like, just have yeah. fun. I was like, I don't. My biggest thing too, like I I was I had been gigging for so long already, and again, like I th- I think it helped that I just genuinely wasn't. I just I kind of didn't want to be there like I yeah. but again not in this like smug like this this is dumb. Well no, not yeah. in that kind of way because, I just I mean at that point I remember uh you know the the late 2000s early 2010s I remember you were gigging a ton. Yeah. Around that at that time. Yeah. I just remember seeing your and name And I'll take all everywhere. that gigging like that over doing anything reality television. Right. So that's, time. I mean, I, th- I think that's just where yeah. you know, your yeah. head's at. It's just like you're you're a working musician. Sure. And here yeah. I am in this thing. I'm like, what, like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, like I, I wanted Hall- to get on a soapbox in front of all these people. I'm like, you guys. Let's just go home. Like, <laughs> let's go back to like jamming in garages and playing our venue. Like, yeah, like what, are we, what are we doing, venues, guys? Yeah. What are we really like? Yeah. Is anyone here really, truly, a hundred percent relying on making it in this show for right. things to matter or for you to be, yeah. you know, solidified as a as a exactly you made it music? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just yep. not. So you're at the callbacks. You see that um, that guy that was standing in line next to you mm-hmm. at the original audition, at the first yeah. audition. Um, so you're just kind of kicking back. And... Yeah, we're uh, we're just chit-chatting. Um, I was just getting to know him a little better then because then I was just kind of like trying to comfort him when he told me that he was so nervous. And I remember he was pretty relaxed at the open call thing. And then it was like now that I think he had a track, I think he had like a CD or something on him for his uh, for his thing. Um but I just remember like trying to, I was like, do you, I was like, do you gig out? Like, what do you, you know, older guy, um, or, you know, a bit older than me, but I think his whole story or thing, like he didn't really gig out a lot, but like he'd play, like he'd do little projects or group things and like every now and then would do a gig here and there. So like, I wasn't able to like get him to relate to what the, was comforting me, which the, was the, like the working. Yeah, yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. So like, and he he was one, but he, he was kind of not in like it's this is do or die. But he was kind of more of someone that was there that was like really relying on something to happen with this. Yeah. Um. But you know, I just I went on to tell him. But he had asked me like him, and then this other uh, this young lady uh, was like kind of just was sitting by us and got we all the three of us got to talking, but. She had asked, she goes, well, are you like, how are you feeling? Like, are you nervous? And I was like, no, no. It's like, no. <laughs> and both, and then the other guy too. You're probably like, just thinking, you know, just wanting this to be over. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I honestly, I was like, I don't, I was like, man, I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm more stressed. I was like, I'm really hoping there's not a ticket on my car. Like when I get out of here, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like right? where we were at and I kept, uh, yeah, I was just like, no, I'm, I'm really not. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just, and I told them, just that I was like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I was, 
I was like, I nodded at my guitar and was like, I, I got my crutch with me. And I was like, when I, that open call thing, I'm like, that was a mess then because I, you didn't have your guitar. I don't. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I don't sing in front of people yeah. just to sing. So what did you end up singing? So for I the did uh, um, the couple songs I brought with to do. I did Trouble by Ray LaMontagne and Windows Are Rolled Down by um, Amos Lee. Um, I did those two. It was a, that was also like a neat and weird thing. So we're on this like really neat, like I think they had shows and stuff at this, at this venue, at this place. But, um, but it was a neat, it was, it was very, so that was the other thing too. Like I walk into where we're performing. It looked like I was playing a show. Okay. You know, so it was like an auditorium. Yeah. yeah. No, it was like a small, it was like a, it made me think of like this, um, you ever been to like Shubas or Subterranean? Yeah, like, oh yeah. Like that, but a little smaller. Oh, So it was okay. a smaller, but okay. like legit little stage and oh, stuff. Okay, cool. Um, so that, so you kind of had the comfort of like, you're entertaining this time and you're on like, there was like speakers and stuff. You're mm-hmm. on a mic. Okay. Not just you in a conference room. Nothing. Yeah, you're right. in a, you're in a room cranked up and they had like on a track they had a camera and stuff so like you felt like you're shooting a music video (laughs) and i'm pretty good at like tuning stuff out when i need to like i'm not an actor i'm not like that stuff but when it comes to needing to do something in that sense even if it is acting or whatever like if like hey could you whatever i'm like yeah sure Mm -hmm. like i'm just i'm comfortable like i'm that's sure whatever you need or want i'm not gonna make it weird by being weird like i just (laughs) i see other people do that i'm like Man, I totally get that. I was like, but there's no need for it. Like, there's, just yeah. do it. Just like, do it. Just, yeah. You know, and you're going to be so happy with yourself. Exactly. Down the road. So in that moment, um, you know, she's like, make sure, like, really give us, um, give us your eyes. Like, really, like, kind of like, kind of like sing to us. Like, you're trying to, like, you're impressing some lady or blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, I usually sing with my eyes closed. I'm like, so, <laughs> like this is going to be the other only weird thing is that I'm, I'm yeah. like really looking at this camera and while singing and, and, um, and both songs were like pretty like belting out songs. I'm like, man, I extra want to shut my eyes. And she kept like, and I, I would instinctively, and I would hear like behind the camera, like, like her snapping and I'm like, sorry. And then I'd give an awkward, like big eye thing while playing. And, um, so yeah, I, I did that. I wrapped that up and she, like the lady was she's like, yeah, that, that was great. Uh, follow so-and-so out. And I saw like one after another where these other people were going that weren't moving on. Oh. Um, so and she's like, yeah, following so and so over there, and she had another enormous packet of paper. I was like, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> so did all that again. Sure enough, the end of the packet was the whole, um, you know, if if you move on and if you can do it, here's the roundabout dates. Can you do it? And this time I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't write, I guess, but, but yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, you should have. So then, yeah, months went by, and then uh, that wrapped up. Another fun side story, the apartment we were living in, another girl that made it that was, I don't, actually, I don't know that she was on, and I think she did make it on the show. Anyway. Was she from the area? Not just from the area. Her mom was our landlord. What? Get out of town. So, what the, what are the odds of that? I know. So, so, the, so, so she's like, yeah, we're kicking you out. The lady, like, I hear, um, I think they were already at the table filling out paperwork. Okay. And um, I hate that their names are, have slipped my mind. Um, 
I'm gonna maybe like try and sneak and text my wife. Like, what was, <laughs> what the, was name? the name of your I know landlord. the la- I know the landlord's first name was Denise Wadley. It was the Wadleys. Wadley. I've um, definitely heard that name before. I don't know if I know any I of them. Man, I hope it was Wad- the Wadleys. I'm pretty sure it was that. <laughs> um, definitely a name I've heard before. So, um, so we're doing that, or they're doing that. They're already signing their like big thing of paperwork, and right. I. I'm, I'm like walking over. They've got my packet ready or something over there. And they call like, uh, Lupe, Lupe Carroll. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, I'm like walking over. And so, and then the funny thing with it, I, we had, I'd never met her. I'd never met our landlord. So I didn't know like walking to the table. I think I did look at them because I saw another. So your landlord people, was there with her daughter. With her daughter who tried out. I, Gosh, that is I, funny. I wish I could remember her daughter's name, but. Um, yeah, that name, the Wadley name sounds yeah. familiar. So they're they're trying out and they're doing their thing. She hears my name and she goes, um, she's like, Lupe Carroll. I'm like, yeah. And then like just the way she did that, I'm like, oh boy. I was like, I'm sitting next to some weird people as I'm or whatever. So um I was like, yeah. I was like, do uh do I know you? She goes, This is stupid insane. But is your wife Melissa? And I'm just like, shut up. I was like, what? What? <laughs> and uh, she goes, yeah. Um, I'm. And then like, so the PR, like a couple PR people, the lady with the headset on that like walked me over there. They're all like right there nearby, kind of listening and watching this because for them too, it's like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm. I'm your landlord, Denise. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and I'm. And we just like wig out. I give her a big hug. I'm like, oh my goodness, and blah blah blah. And like. I look around and these people are looking at us like jaws drop, like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> and then like the one lady's like, where are you guys from again? Like, like an hour south of here. And yeah, just the weirdest thing. That is so um, bizarre. But they went on to, that was, I couldn't remember if she made like, I think they were in like the top like 200 or something like that, like to be on the show. So like I ended up spending a ton of time out in LA with Denise and her daughter. Okay. Um, for the uh, blind audition stuff, like, and all that recording and everything. So I got lunch and breakfast with them all the time at the hotel and um, just hung out a bunch with them. But <laughs> it was just the craziest thing. Man, that is wild. But uh, Small world. Yeah, insanely small world. <laughs> Another small world thing. I'll get to this in a second. Um, so, um, so that happens. Callback happens. Go through with that. Fill out the paper. I think two two to three months go by. And it dawns on me that I didn't get an email as quick as I did the first time I tried out. And me and Melissa were at Family Video, which is now done. <laughs> Completely RIP. done. Just ended. Yeah, RIP um, for sure. And running a movie every week was our thing. Um, Friday, Saturday night, movie night, we'd get a few. I miss doing that. Dude, On same. a side note. <laughs> it, we would even, like, we had all the streaming things and would still, at least once or twice a month, we would go pick an actual movie out just for the, like... Nostalgia, yeah, of man, it. and yeah. it bummed her. like me not as much because I'm super cold hearted. I'm just joking, <laughs> but like it, but it like broke her, my wife's heart when that they when they closed. Yeah, man. Oh, man, and I totally understood, but yeah, at the same time, she's like, yeah. it doesn't bug you. I was like, nah, it's whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're at family video. So we're at family video. My phone's ringing. I click the uh, deny call. Three times because it said Los Angeles, California. So you're I thinking it was spam. Fully put it out of my head that I tried out for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep. I'm like. So then it. But then it clicks. I'm like, okay. 
I've never had a telemarketer from the same number, same city, same state <laughs> call me this many times That's, in a row. Yeah. So I, I answer it. Um, and they're like, uh, yeah, hi, uh, Guadalupe Carol. I was like, yep. Uh, this is so-and-so with, you know, blah, 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 LLC, uh, NBC's The Voice. And, um, and then in my head too, I was like, oh yeah, I tried out for that. <laughs> oh yeah. Duh. And, uh, he goes, Hey, so, um, uh, to make it quick before I tell you anymore, uh, we're going to be flying you out to LA to blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, right on, man. Right on. And then like, I'm waiting for him to say more. And he's like, he's, he's waiting for me to start yelling or screaming no matter where I'm at and to be <laughs> going, nuts. going nuts. Yeah. And I am 150% not that person. So I'm just like, I'm standing there awkwardly and I'm just finally like, uh, do you need anything else from me? Like, is there, what else? And he's like, and then he, his immediate response is, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably used to. He's just super, yeah. yeah. And so then too. And they're probably recording the call. I, maybe, yeah. I mean, probably actually, I'm sure. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm fine. No, I'm good, man. And then yeah. I tell him too, like kind of quieter, like because mm-hmm. there's like someone on the other side of the row of movies from me. And I'm like, yeah. hey, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, re- I'm not a big uh like, listen, I'm, I'm pumped. Thanks so much for calling. I was like, please know that I'm pumped. I was like, I'm just, I'm not one to uh, um, scream if that's what you're waiting for. So no, yeah. I'm fine. Do you need anything else? And then I, told, I was like, uh, me and my wife are actually, uh, we're at a, a movie place right now trying to rent a movie. So <laughs> I wasn't like rushing them. Like, I wish I could remember yeah. exactly what I said. It was, yeah. it was polite. But. Yeah. Okay. So, so then when do you fly out? So then I want to say it was late March, mid to late March. So it was the first time I went out. There are so many with all of these shows. There were like three more auditions these, After, the, in, in LA. LA. These are called oh executive my. auditions. So, what happens in an executive audition? These are also filmed more, even more so of a like setting kind of an thing. actual production. Because yeah, you're out in LA. State, yeah, these yeah. this could have been like a VH1 storytellers thing. Some of these, like the setup, was really neat, mm-hmm. which was great. Because again, every time the further I went, the more comfortable the setting was for me. Sure. Um, I remember. I do remember the like one of the last ones I did. I got a migraine right before it, and they were crazy sweet enough to like let me do it the next day oh um but it was neat too i remember i got to know someone well enough to where i heard them telling a pr person on my way out that because i think the lady had like is he just is he nervous and i i wanted to say like no really but i was like i was done talking so my head was killing me but i heard the guy who i'd like roomed with for like two weeks now was like no no no, heck no like the dude's probably one of the least nervous one here they like he'd mm-hmm. actually told me a couple nights ago the guy gets migraines all the time and and then i'm hearing this go on as i'm like leaving the building but i was like awesome super glad he explained that and super glad that they let me because i was like everyone was in this line i kept letting other people cut in front of me and oh, i was okay. like there was this like metal post thing i kept going over and like putting my face to mm. to have something cold and I'm, oh. someone was like bro you tripping out and i'm like no no <laughs> i was like i get chronic migraines and i'm like one kicked you in at the man. worst time yeah come on don't hold out <laughs> yeah, on I just me met a guy sure? in an alley over there and he gave me some weird stuff <laughs> um so yeah so uh like two or three executive auditions pretty much just like the callback thing but with more important people sitting in front of me um and still not the ones you see on TV. Correct, just, correct. But just these are the people like that... Like executive producers, maybe, sure, yeah. that kind these, of thing. These are people, and uh, label people. These label, are, these labels, are people that, okay. like, this is kind of their... Which, this is also, like, looking into it, where mm-hmm. a lot of, like, the... 
the it's not real thing comes into play. So yeah. this is this is my take on this. This isn't this is right. I did this not is read this anywhere. Yeah, this is my view on this. But like, I've thought back on these moments many times, and when those people are there, these other people from labels, from whatever, and they they tell you, they give you a heads up, like you're going to maybe recognize some of them, but like, I'm thinking so like when they do that, here's this easy shortcut thing. Like, Hey, so-and-so like, are you in town? Like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm signing so-and-so today or so-and-so is going on tour. Like, okay, well we're doing executive auditions for the voice. Like here's a little moment for you to like, instead of waiting for someone to win the show or whatever, okay. come check all these people out. You might, someone's might blow your mind during an executive and whatever. And then boom, that's a shortcut for that person. Who's trying to make money off someone to be like, okay, well, Hey, it's not going to work out with you. And then pull you aside. But here's this guy's card. Call him. We're going to, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, but you're thinking, why else would some of these people be there mm-hmm. for these executive auditions? Like yeah. in this moment, at this point, everyone doing these auditions can freaking sing. Mm-hmm. Not to toot my own horn, but like, well, but, yeah. but everyone, I, well, you made it this pretty, part. Yeah, yeah. This part of it, there's 200 something out of, I think they said 60 something thousand people. There are now like 200 on this, like people at this thing like everyone can sing um and you know different voices different genres tones all that stuff so like i just felt like that was part of that and maybe too even in that moment like they they might have even right there and then like heard someone like oh, psh, that's that person's top five right that guy's mm-hmm. name you know what i mean like yeah i don't know that it's just there's so much more to it that very quickly made me realize how unreal reality television oh, gosh. Is, which yeah, man. you shouldn't need any behind the scenes to realize no, that no really shouldn't especially nowadays you know it's mm-hmm. it's uh, toyed with it's all yeah yeah which is and that's so, what makes it so weird is these fun I, i'm a pretty laid-back guy and i was yeah. that throughout the my time out there so like i made a lot of easy friends with the pr people like i i made some of the closer friends i made were the people that worked for NBC and like the, these people that had other, um, uh, like ambitions. Like there, there, I remember there's this one guy that I'm still good friends with, um, uh, Ivan Del Campo. And he was a big, uh, PR guy, super into horror and worked on a lot of other movies and did a lot of side stuff with that because he was trying to get into directing and writing horror films. And that was what me and him clicked on because I freaking love (laughs) all things horror. And so me and him were were always, I'd see him again another day. I'm like, oh man, I wrote down another. I'm like, have you seen whatever? (laughs) And then he'd bring another thing and and all this stuff. And, um, but he would tell me about other stuff he worked and he goes, oh yeah, this is a super side thing. Me doing, me carrying around a clipboard for NBC's The Voice to make sure people are doing this and that on time. I'm like, had no idea, man, like how this, all this worked. And, um, so you you go through, uh, you come back after having a migraine. You come back the next day. You do this. Was this like the last audition? Before? Yeah, this was my final thing for them to know that Lupe Carroll is going to be sticking around to get a scheduled day to do a blind audition in front of the four judges if the teams don't fill up before. So, so what happened? So you obviously you passed that final audition mm-hmm. before actually going to do a blind one. So yep. when did that one come into play then? That was a little bit later. I remember after that last executive audition, I flew back home. There was so much flying back and forth. There were times where I That's flew crazy. back home and was home for all of four days wow. and then flew back out and was out there for all of six days. Um, so a lot of that, I think the longest time I was out there was like just shy of a month. 
And the shortest time I was out there was literally like maybe four or five days. Um, so flew home, short period of time, maybe a week, week and a half. And then uh, f- I want to say like when everyone went home that time, the people that they flew out were, were there. Um, they're for sure people. Um, and I remember when we when we all got out there, like the next day we met in this uh, big tent, um, like circus tent looking thing outside the hotel. And uh, one of the main production people uh, were up on the stage talking to us about like, hey, I'm sure you've all at this time. So when we all went home, that in-between time was uh, our time to sit down either on our own or with a lawyer to go over our paperwork to sign um, essentially to sign your, your life to them, but it, you're also pretty much signing like you're in, you're in or you're out. If yeah. anything even seemed remotely sketchy to you and you didn't want to sign it, you weren't going to do the show. So you pretty much. Did you sign it bl- blindly or did you actually, actually sit dude, down I'm with someone? I'm not even someone. kidding. I took off two days of work and didn't sit down with someone because I wasn't trying to pay some guy to like. Okay. So you did the research yourself. I did the research myself, took two days off work, sat down put the stack of paper to my left that came in like a FedEx box. Oh my God. Um, sat, like got comfy, some snacks, put some music on, <laughs> not even choking, dude. Like three person couch, like unread, me, red pile. Mm-hmm. And I, and just started reading this enormous contract. And uh, anytime, and the neat thing, like they gave you with that packet, uh, different um, assigned people to like each, I don't know, five or 10 people for you to call if you had any questions. Oh, cool. And I'm sure those people around during that week knew to keep their time open to be getting calls if, you know, or whatever. But I found out like most people weren't because they had like lawyers or agents or whatever. Mm. Um, so I explained to her right off the bat when I called the first time that I was like, hey, um, I'm going to be calling back. I'm si- I took a couple days off work like to read this stuff. Um and sure enough, like it got to where like I'm, she either saved my number or saw the number pop up, and it got to where, like, hey, Lupe, what's up? <laughs> and I was like, hey, uh, page sixty four, article, whatever, section two, what is? And then I would read it to her. She go, okay, so pretty much all that Sam's like, all right, thanks. Talk to you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, talk <laughs> like, to you in another just, two minutes. Yeah, and I did that all day for two days. <laughs> um, and then you know, sign like I felt like every few pages had a spot where I had to sign and. Um, so did that, went back, had this big, you know, uh, conference thing where they talked to us about like, here's what you're going to be doing. Congratulations to you guys. Like you all will be um, getting some rehearsal time. So even in that time before we did our uh, blind audition, everyone had their song picked out for them or you got to pick in a list of like 300 something songs. Okay. So they give you a list to pick from. 300 something and- songs. You get to pick 25 and you number them. Uh, 25 being your least favorite and oh, number okay. one being and your favorite song. Okay. Um, a lot of good songs on there. My number one pick was Trouble by Raheel Montaigne and I got that song. And I remember being so pumped about it because I remember hearing a lot of people griping about like, man, they gave me my like 23 pick and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And and I wasn't one, I wasn't saying anything to anybody, but when I got asked, I'm like, oh, I got my number one pick. <laughs> but then a week before flying out to do the open call, to do the blind auditions, they changed it to If I Were a Carpenter. And I think it was from all the interview stuff I did and them talking about and, and them finding out how tight-knit I was with my family and that my dad was a carpenter. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. And that song Dude. wasn't even on there. This song wasn't on your list? No. Then... I know. <laughs> and again, and then I remember the band, uh, Paul, what was it like? That's where the, the whole 
like you, yeah. we've been talking about yeah. earlier, reality TV. Right. Is, it's totally, they totally yes. just scripted you. Yeah. And it sucked because like with that band, especially these like band of like pro, pro, pro players, we were, we were just crushing trouble. Like it was just, we were, we had a, we had a blast every time. Yeah. We would do it a second or third time to run through it just for fun. Like they got John, um, or no, Paul, like drop, drop something of itch was like the main the like the uh uh leader like the main guy that did the music for the show the piano uh when the private like uh one-on-ones with your coach mm-hmm. the guy at the piano that mm-hmm. guy okay um so he uh he's like all right a uh, certain key you want i'm like no we're good to do it and i was like i, I jam this uh, with my guys at home a lot and like just the key that it's in we're good um and they're like, all right, cool. So then you're good on guitar too. I'm like, yep. So we start, and they've got like the music in front of me. And yeah. like, I tell the drummer, super awesome guy. Me and him hit it off a ton, but I was like, hey, I can't read music. So I'm going to set this over here. <laughs> um, so like, and again, I just, I knew the song. So we mm-hmm. were good there. And then it was awesome. The other guy that was on acoustic, pretty much playing what I was playing. He just, he waited and sat back. And then when I did what I did, he jumped on another instrument. Cause he, like, he gave me a wink tune. He's like, you totally got it. And he goes, acoustics all yours, bro. And then okay. I think he sat at another like keyboard thing. Yeah. And, um, and then we just gelled, we like yeah. jammed it out when it were done, when we were done. I remember, uh, Paul looking at me and was like, if at least two chairs don't turn around when you do the song, I am going to personally smack somebody <laughs> like, bro, like awesome job. He goes, you want to play it again or no? You fine. I'm like, I mean, jamming with you guys fun. He goes, no, this is, let's but, go. Ahead but and do did it you again. end up playing trouble? No, no. It was I, just, I it, it, it was, it was, if I were a carpenter. Yeah. Was that was blind, what went through. What went but through. But it was going to be that. Yeah. Which is why I was rehearsing that with them. It's just, I still can't, I mean, I, I totally expected that, but I still yeah, like no, in my me, mind, right? I'm thinking about, right. they totally just like wrote your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this guy, his dad's a carpenter. No. Oh. No. It's like so stereotypical. And, and too, like the song's such a lovey-dovey song. And like, I was very, anytime like. I got really choked I mean, up anytime it's a, family it's amazing, stuff was It's an amazing up. version of the song, by the way. Sure, thanks. I mean, you did an incredible job thanks. on it. And the fun thing with that, like that was that was me. Like that was, yeah. um, I brought that, like the way the version that was you recorded and put out. Yeah, that yeah. was that was me. That was, I brought it and was like, hey, let's do it in this key. Let's do it like this. I'm going to, you know, kind of, I don't know what you call it, folky Americana, acoustic mm-hmm. kind of acoustic turn it into that and let's do it this way um essentially in my head i was like let's turn let's try and turn this into a ray song so what was your reaction when you found out it was changed to if i were a carpenter um were you just like oh definitely a little i was a little bit of that and also Mm -hmm. a little like flabbergasted (laughs) like i was just like what like Really? And I remember like telling Melissa, my wife, about it and her also being like, they can do that? Like, what? And I yeah. was like, yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, of course they can. I'd sign my life over to them and do whatever they want. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so anyway, so you, you do the blind audition with If I Were a Carpenter and I, I'm sorry, but I can't remember who were the, the judges The original at that four time. when I did it. So it was uh, CeeLo Green, who was the coach I ended up, the team I ended up on. Uh, Adam Levine, uh, Christina Aguilera, and Blake Shelton. Okay, that's what I I, I thought those were the original, but yeah. I th- I thought maybe I had them wrong. So because I was I kept second guessing myself, like was Blake an original or not? Like I yeah, couldn't remember yep, yep. <clears throat> if he was. So, um, so you perform 
the blind audition, you nail it, right? Yep. And then what happens next? So CeeLo turns around. Um, I like I go give him a little, you know, pull in bro hug and mm-hmm. and thank him. And then like I go to this little behind the uh, behind this like fake wall thing where my parents and everyone's hanging out with Carson Daly, like watching me perform and they're all freaking out and my parents are crying and Melissa's crying and everyone's crying and and in that moment like it I really was genuinely like man this is neat and like they were all pumped like I, I went right back to being just really like all right where do I need to go <laughs> and then like when I went back there with them I was like all right sweet yeah and then it was the most awkward this didn't air but uh Carson Daly asks me um trying to tie in the whole carpenter thing and my dad again but was like yeah so man like with that song like was there anyone you're like paying homage to and like and then when he asked that too i'm like i was like man i was like this whole thing couldn't be like scripted any (laughs) any better you guys good job so like he asks me that and i totally not on purpose but like totally botch up his his asking that by instead of saying yeah, man, my dad, he's a carpenter and blah, blah, blah. Instead, I was like, yeah, for sure, man. And I start, I bring up like Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin, Johnny Cash, all these other guys that covered the song. And I'm like, yeah, man, to the, you know, to these guys that covered it and did their own thing with it. And like, and he even, he goes, I mean, like, but like your dad and he's a car. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like, we just changed the subject and like went on with other stuff. Oh, and I just poor. I felt that he was like, what the heck? Like, because you couldn't jump on that. He was, yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm just like, I'm not gonna jump on that. I'm like, no. I was like, I'm already, I'm already annoyed with you guys that you changed you, you my wrote, song from you something wrote I was, my you wrote my life yeah. story. You know, talking about. But it was it, funny. We did yeah. all these little interviews leading up to that right, for them course. to get to know people. Yeah, because they play those during the yep. show, and and it was during yeah. one of those um, before they started filming those with this lady that was like, it was like one of the final sit downs with her of her like. So tell me about, you know, like it was, it was almost like therapy. Like it was a really heavy, like I was, they like let you kick back and like chill in this chair and they're at this other sitting up chair and a little table and they're writing all this stuff down. But they're like, so tell like, what's it, uh, tell me about one of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome in your life. Like just these really in-depth things. And uh, I finally, with that one, like I sit up straight and I'm just like, may, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I was like, I really, I don't, I'm sure you're getting a ton of uh, incredible sap stories. Um, and I'm not ragging on those. I, I can't imagine the stuff you're hearing. I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I was like, I don't. Uh, you can ask me 50 different ways. What's something heavy? Blah, whatever. I was like, I'm I'm incredibly happily married. Like we're fine. I've got two younger brothers. We're super tight. I'm like my parents are both like still married, and and like we're all really tight. Um, I was like, I, I was like, I'm like. I'm a freaking, I deliver flowers. Like, I, I don't know what, like. <laughs> and like I, I don't know I, what you want. Yeah, I straight yeah. up told her. I was like, I, I'm, I'm come from a really big Mexican family. I'm like, the roughest thing in my in my life is that no less than like two or three people die a year. And I don't even really know who they are because their family's so big. I was like, so I don't know. What, I was like, I don't know what you're looking for in that sense. And dude, her pen's going 100 miles an hour. And she looks at me like just bright eyed. And she goes, no, 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 hun. This is this is gold. This is all gold. Everything you're telling me right now is gold. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then sure enough, when my like when my spot aired, I was one of the people that they sent production people to the area. If you remember, they filmed me like delivering flowers, and 
I kind of wish I wouldn't have said all that because that was then like, man, sure enough, we've got all these sap stories. Let's throw this guy in there that delivers flowers. And I remember like the background music to my like them filming in the town was like uh-huh. this really cheesy, up like like frilly. Yeah. I was just like, what did I give? What did I give myself into <laughs> by doing do? any of this? Oh, oh man. my goodness, that's, dude! That's great. What a trip, man! Every bit of it. So, how? <laughs> uh, what, what was? <laughs> so, so you were on Team CeeLo. What? What? What encompassed in that? What? What was? I mean, what happened? While working with with him, or because so, they don't they bring in like what do they call them? Oh um, yeah, there's like the side the, coach, the, the side coaches, called. and um, those are usually celebrities, yeah, of some kind um, too. Son of a gun, I totally. They, he's like a really big R and B artist that I'm very much a fan of, and his name totally <laughs> slipped my mind. Who ours was, and the reason it slips my mind is because of who Blake's side person was, and that was who a, a close friend, one of my one of my best friends that um, there is now like one of my best friends that was on Blake's team. Like we had met through this whole thing, stayed friends. His like side coach was Cher. Oh my God. And so, yeah. So I forget who all the other side coaches <laughs> because were because his was Cher. Cher. Yeah. And I just remember like another, I was, I'm also very much a fan of her. And I just remember my friend like constantly bringing up, he would say like, because we would always we would all talk whenever we were doing lunch or hanging sure, out. Sure, like, yeah. Man, what did you like? What did you do? Because we also had vocal coaches too that like weren't part. They were like behind the scenes vocal coaches. Uh, mine was this uh, Tamara uh, Beatty, I think was her name, and uh, she was awesome. To, like learned a lot of stuff from her and, and um, breathing exercise, all the stuff I never knew. I n- I've never done any uh, vocal exercises for singing, and um, she. Uh, you know, she'd send me out there doing this stuff and then I'd, I would apply it to whatever I was working with with these guys. And But it was in those moments that my friend Sam, uh, Trinelia, he would come back and be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then like, I don't know, Cher said to, and then like he would start saying it, but then slow down and stop and give me this look like, did you hear what I just said? Cher said to my face because I'm working with Cher. Like he was just so like worked up about it every time. And I was too for him. It's like, man, dude, you're working with Cher. Like, you're sitting in a room. You're sitting on the other side of a piano with Cher. With Cher. Oh, my goodness. It's just so funny that you remember that, but don't remember the remember person. Mine. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, you don't remember any of the sessions you had. Do you at least remember what totally, some of those sessions were like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, and I, and I could coach? see the guy there. I just can't okay. remember... I just can't remember. His said, it wasn't Usher, was it? No. Um, I meant to look this up earlier just to type in season five of it because mm-hmm. then I'm sure uh, that one, that girl's name too that was from the area. Yeah. Um, season five, The Voice. And then CeeLo Green. Man, I, I, I can totally, I can see him. I can... Was was it Pharrell? No, man, that would have been awesome. I'm just trying to think think of different ones that come to my mind. I always want to say uh, genuine, but it wasn't genuine because I would oh. remember that, and I would have been super stoked on that. I can't picture him doing that, but I suppose yeah, that's, that's possible. He was on, I think, an episode of Parks and Rec. 
Was he? Genuine. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was uh, Donna. Are you familiar with the show? I'm not super familiar with. In Parks the and show, um, Donna, he he's her like cousin or something like uh, that. Okay. Uh, it's just showing like the main cast members. I'm not seeing anything, but it's wild to. I haven't pulled up anything of this in a long time. In a long time, just seeing <laughs> these pictures. You're just like, oh of my! Them at that time is you're just like the I remember thing. this. Yeah. I wonder if I Google. Uh, I wish I could remember what those people were called too, and then you could just type in the voice coach coaches. I keep forgetting too. You can edit stuff. I keep getting worried about dead air. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Well, that's okay. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about that. We're trying to uh, solve a mystery here. Um. Yeah, I'm, are you're probably looking on Wikipedia too, right? No, I'm just on Google. I've just been Googling. Oh, okay. People are going to grill you on this not knowing. <laughs> or and, someone's, I, and you know what? Someone's, listen, even... someone's listening to this and they're like, it they've, was... already, they've said his name over yeah, and over. over and over. It's like, it was this. I remember that it yeah, was so and so. It was this person. And I'm going to say, because I don't care. I just keep <laughs> I just keep reading about the the hosts, or the or not the hosts, but, you know, yeah. CeeLo Green and Christina Aguilera, but. I wouldn't, you know. Oh, here we go. Um, What's it start with? I would say, don't tell me. Season five, The Voice. I should have typed in season five, The Voice cast. There's. Oh, well, no, here's your name. These must have been all the different contestants that were on Mm -hmm. because your name's roped in there. Okay. So that must be because there's Monica, Leah. Yeah. And. uh, Boy, just hearing those names. George. Horgra? Yeah, I don't remember how to say that kid's name, but I didn't like Because none of these names are are celebrity names, because I would recognize some of them. So. The voice judges. That's bugging me, too. I'm wondering who it it was. Man. We'll have to figure it out later, I guess. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, someone is, is listening to this right now and just yelling, Maybe it's your wife listening to this. Be like, it was I know, this. I know for sure she does not remember. <laughs> Nor did she know anything about the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep looking. So okay, yeah, <laughs> let, let's let's ditch that. Yeah. Um, but what were what were those sessions like? And and let's get to like how far how far you got into the voice. So the sessions were, I don't remember how exactly long they lasted. It was, it was a good chunk of time to like mm-hmm. run through the song over and over. And and, and was CeeLo present for these? Yeah. Or yep, was it? Yep. Okay. I wasn't so sure if we, it was just, you know. Each team. So during, during the times that they had uh, rehearsals with your actual coach, each team of, what would it have been? I don't remember how many people were on the team, but anyway. Um, eight? Eight or something like that. Anyway, excuse me. So they would have uh, a certain team would fly out, and then they would do all their stuff. So that way they could knock all that out. And not and and obviously these celebrities, like, sure, I can't imagine how much they were making being a big part of this show. Oh yeah, they were making lots of money. But when you really think about it and broke it down, they very much. This was like one of the smaller things they had going on. Yeah, like, I'm for sure for what they actually had to be there for. Mm-hmm. Like. Did they really have to be there for right. that? Like yeah. we were the ones, you know, week in and week out, 
you know, vocal coaching and rehearsals and and all this different stuff. They don't need to be there for that. No. Like they just they were just there to do these little rehearsal things. And again, it was only for the t- uh, for the amount of time that that it took to do that. Like they were usually they knocked out a team in a day. So I'm like CeeLo was like there for the one day to do rehearsals with his teammates. Um, and then we, it was like a, like, I think later in the week we met up again one day where we had like a different wardrobe on. So that way on the show, it looks like, you know, plenty of times pass and we're all, you know, whatever, but just, just days have gone by. Um, and then from there, I'm sure, you know, they were done till the show started filming, but we all kept doing vocal coaching and going home. Like after that, we went home and then came back to do some rehearsal stuff and practice with the band more. And and then there was the, I think, like two or three days of the blind auditions. Um, those were also very split up because it took some time. Like each person, like it wasn't just you doing your song. Like they, it was like a sound check every single time you'd go out there. Um, we also had stage rehearsals leading up to that. So like I got to perform on that stage my song multiple times before I even did it for them and then like the PR people would sit in the turning chairs which is neat and we got the chance to do it too I didn't and <laughs> I kind of kicked I know I know and I kind of kicked myself for it but I had so many friends that like got pictures of them sitting in the chair and, like, and you I don't not sit yeah. in the chair yeah um, but I do on my iPad have footage from like the guy that I was with to go to do my rehearsal um, he's like let me know if you guys have a phone or an iPad or something you want to give me so I can get some like neat video or whatever yeah. or record your rehearsal too yeah but the dude was extra cool. Like mainly they would ask you that to record your rehearsal. This guy mm-hmm. didn't just record my rehearsal. He pushed record on video and like panned around the room to like really give me a cool look at like the the empty arena stage area that we were performing. So it was neat. Like I still have that, what that looked like. And, That's awesome. Um, you could hear like the camera crew, like, like all right, uh, camera 16, we're going to bring it on track, blah, blah, blah. You know, just like, <laughs> all right, uh, go ahead and call him in again. And yeah. Um, that's we, so cool. We had fun with that. So yeah, how far did you end up making it? So I made it to the, I believe it was called the knockout rounds. And I think that was like a couple, a couple stages in. Um, and that's where you go up against, no, that's not where you go up against. That's where you sing a song with one of your teammates. Okay. Um, the battle rounds are after that. And that's where you and another teammate sing a different song each and uh, one of you moves on. But the first one, the first time you go, you do a thing with one of your teammates that you guys are both singing the same song, harmonizing and taking solo spots. And then they judge on that. And then me and uh, Cole uh, Vosbury, I think was his last name, we did Africa by Toto. <laughs> nice. And we killed it. Yeah. We, it was so I, funny. I guess like, I remember that now. And they only they showed a snippet of it. Yeah. Um, a pretty sweet sounding snippet, but yeah. I just remember straight, like my, I remember my dad and plenty of other people that knew like, why would they pick that? Bob? it's like, dude, no, if you could have heard the whole song, if they would have aired it, like they had much better looking and taller people than me and Cole <laughs> that they were of course going to air over our thing because mm-hmm. for one, me and him were both no guitars and me and him both are very much guitar guys. The dude rips on guitar and, um, it was just me and him with Mike's 
pretty awkwardly doing what we were choreographed to do. Not dancing, but like just our moving around the stage, sure. working the stage. Yeah, because you're you're both playing guitars, right. so you can't dance yeah. too much, and but so you can we, move. Yeah, so know. here we are now with just a microphone, not playing guitar. Oh, you're not playing no, guitar. No, no, we for were this. just singing oh, this one. Okay, I had a little more comfort and wasn't quite as stiff. Like he was very stiff. Yeah. In that sense, but like I, I love to dance, so like the movement stuff was easy for me, and like getting into the song. Being, being a person who usually has a guitar on sure. as well, it is totally strange. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not. It's so. It's, it's like so it's so unnatural. It's like it's it's like really freeing, but then at the same time, it, it it's like two things. You're like so excited, but then you're like, what do I do? Uh, with but my what hands? do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what do I? <laughs> Where do I move? To, yeah. Back to Talladega Nights. Yes. But what do yeah. I do with my hands? I love this thing that he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like cupping the mic. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh gosh. Seconds after I walked out of that uh, open call thing, that uh-huh. that's what was in my head. Was yeah. that? Yeah. Was... What do I do with my hands? <laughs> oh man. Um. So any like last. I, we've talked about the voice. I mean, we could probably talk about the voice. Oh, there's for so much more behind the there's scenes so much, stuff. But like it, any yeah. other like last closing like thoughts about the voice? Um, not really. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing I, I stress with it to people when they bring it up is like when they ask like, well, you know, what like like was it good for you at least? And like it was in the sense that, like I said before, I, I got my foot in a couple of pretty big doors and I made some incredible friends from it. Um, that Sam guy I brought up earlier, I, uh, me and my wife went on to play his wedding. Um, were a couple of the first people to find out when they were pregnant not long ago. Um, we literally accidentally booked the same weekend in Galena on our anniversary <laughs> and them just going there to hang out. And we ended up spending uh-huh. like the whole weekend together. Like uh-huh. we kept meeting up like purposely like to, to yeah. get dinner and do stuff. Um, I posted a picture that we were there and he called me the day we were like walking down main street and he goes, shut up. Are you guys in Galena right now? And he goes, me and Angie are in Galena right now. I was like, where are you guys at? We're meeting up. And yeah. we were both shopping on main street. And then sure enough, like we, told each other which shop to meet in front of. And yeah. then we were like inseparable the whole, that whole weekend. Um, but anyway, and then uh, I do this annual gig out in Montana now. Yes. That came from that. Okay. Um, I always, th- that, that always looks so cool. What's the name oh, of that? Pause Up. Pause They're, Up. It's called That's... The Resort at Pause Up. It's in Greeno, Montana. If I remember right, I meant to look it up before coming in case we talked about it. If I remember right, 37,000 acres. 37,000 acres. I mean, Montana's huge, so I guess that makes sense. But you put that in your brain. Yep. Holy hell. Um, Unbelievable. Luxury resort. Glamping to the, like, it is the, (laughs) it's what they call it. Uh Uh-huh. It is glamping to the max. If someone's like, what's glamping? (laughs) Pull pull up, pause (laughs) up online. That's what glamping is. So, like, um... If I remember hearing right, like Leonardo DiCaprio frequents there. Oh, okay. So um, we're talking. We're yeah. talking. Yeah, okay. That, no, yeah, that, yeah. That's glamping yeah. for sure. So these tents, these safari style tents that are on the Blackfoot River, um, heated floors, like the copper tub. What? Um, there's like four or five of them per like different site. And then if you don't want to be like on the river out in the wild, out in the wild. Oh, well, no, you're everywhere out there. Um, is out in the wild. Like there, one of the spots, there is a, I don't know, a den or whatever you'd call it, a uh, mountain lion 
that's near one. And last year, I remember hearing it a bunch in the morning. Um, but they stress to the people like, leave it alone. It'll leave you alone. Like it very much knows and recognizes that there's a lot of people in that spot. Like just, yeah, it's, just don't. Yeah. It's got plenty of stuff that it can go kill. It's don't tempt it. Yeah. Um, what a thing to hear too. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just don't, you'll there be fine. There is a mountain lion across the river, <laughs> but you know, um, it can get across, but leave it alone. It'll leave you alone. Um, so then, uh, if you're not on the river, you're in these like, these like mansion log cabins <laughs> mansion log um, cabins just there's these, a like, fr- there's a phrase yeah, i just never these thought i gorgeous hear. like mountain homes um man i totally meant to like bring a like the catalog thing for uh-huh. it but uh so this will be my fourth year doing that uh austin jenks made it to i think top five top ten on the show um him and this other guy i think the other guy first i don't know that he made the show but he was just touring around a lot and he made it on, or started playing this gig, got Austin playing the gig. And then Austin, down the line, he'd been doing it a few years and called me one day. He's like, hey, before I pass your info on, uh, the main guy that does the booking is out of Chicago. And also, um, you know, they're always looking for new uh, artists, but uh, it's kind of a weird gig. I'd love to tell you more about it before I pass. I was like, sure, what's up? And <laughs> gave me the whole spiel. And I'm like, yeah, bro, that is, that is a weird gig. And I was like, but it also, you're right. It sounds right up my alley. Um, but he was like, you're pretty much just playing for insanely rich people, um, at the, you know, at these gorgeous little campsites for like an hour every evening. Um, just trying, just, just to liven their experience of away from whatever it is they do that makes them millions to billions of dollars. Like now they're getting away from all that. And like, you're just livening that experience, like interacting with them. They get to be around this guy that's like on the road and roughing it and, and <laughs> dragging by like, here's my guitar. Like, hey, guys, where are you guys from? Like, I'm just going to play you guys some tunes around this campfire. Uh, got my old style. Yeah. You know? And I'm going to hop back in the Lexus that I, <laughs> yeah, that I get to drive back to my <laughs> employee housing. Uh. Um, but it's by far the most, the best gig I've ever gotten in my entire life. It's incredible. It sounds pretty sweet. Um, and that's it. Like I, I go, I'm out there for a week. And that is my main obligation is to every evening around, around the same time, I go to a different campsite, play for the different families, um, for around an hour. Um, if someone like really digs it, um, they can through the resort, like book me to play a private thing for them if they want. Um, but for the most part, um, it's, uh, I do that every evening, every day, all day, whatever that that's my time. All the activities they have there, which is a ton. Like, um, I I get to book a few of those and do a few things. Like every year, the first day I go uh, clay shooting out <laughs> in the mountains. Nice. Um, I do some archery. Um, the first year I did uh, off roading, and then I never did that again because like <laughs> it is so dusty. Oh, I can't. And it I just, can't imagine. It messed my throat up so bad. Like, oh, I, was, I, was I didn't so think dried about out that. From doing it. For, that wouldn't be good for singing. No, heck no. So like every year after, I'm like, oh, I want to do it so bad. It's so fun, but it's just the. That's a lot of dust. You double layer up on the face too, and you still like halfway through it, you can feel the grit in your teeth. Like feel that you're like biting down on dirt. Like oh it's, my it's gosh. so dusty. So dry out there. Right, yeah. But uh, That's true. Man. So my last time I went out there, uh, last year I met Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> went to her campsite. Um, 
Um, you probably don't get pictures with these people. No, no. You don't and and wanna... I, me being me, like, yeah. I'm, and you I'm have very to much not one to ask. Exactly. Yeah, it's, especially in that type of a setting. Exactly. They're, I'm they're, sure the workers, too, are stre- – like, I'm sure like, – They're listen like, as much as you guys probably want to, like, unless they initiate it or it's like you is guys – Is she the most famous person you've played for out there? Um. So I didn't end up playing for her. Oh, um, but just you just hung met... out at their site for a little bit. Oh, and then okay. they, she was there for her birthday. Oh, okay. And it was like an accidental thing anyway that I ended up at her site. Oh. Um, the lady that sent me there, um, I was originally at this other site where um, there ended up not really being anyone at. She's like, so sorry. I'm like, no, 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 it's all good. Like people change their plans sometimes last minute to do dinner elsewhere, like on the resort or whatever. And that was kind of the situation. Um, so when I told her, I'm like, hey, um, I can either head back to the housing or if you want to, if you know where there's some people, I'll go, I'll head there. And she's like, yeah, it looks like there's for sure however many people at this campsite. Well, when she said the name of the site it was at, there's like uh, moon, Moonlight Campsite, uh, Riverside, North Bank, like that's, they're just named that yeah, for, for sure. where they're at. I've, I think it was North Bank. And she's like, so head to North Bank. I'm like, okay. I was like, man, I was just having, I was sitting around a fire drinking some scotch the night before with the general manager of the place. Um, and he was saying, yeah, so North Bank, he goes, Lupe, how would you feel about playing for the Beebs? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? And like, I'd had a few <laughs> little short cups of this guy's scotch and I'm feeling good enough to tell the general manager when he's like, how would you feel about playing for Justin Bieber? <laughs> I genuinely was like, um, are you asking me as in like, I, I can answer you how I want to answer. He goes, yeah, yeah. How would you feel about it? I'm like, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he gives me this look kind of saying like, I respect that. And then also like, if we send you to play for Justin Bieber, you're going to play for, you know, <laughs> and I told, and like, I sign a contract that so you're, you're agrees ex- to that. So like, you're expecting like him to totally put you in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and like out of him wanting, out of the, out of Justin Bieber wanting it, like, I guess I found out from this guy, uh, Steve, um, that I guess he's pretty laid back. He's a, you know, he's a good guy now and, and whatnot, but I'm just like, what? I was like, whatever. I was like, I mean, I'll do it. He goes, all right. I just want to make sure. I was like, I mean, if you're thinking I'm going to be like worked up and nervous about it, I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I don't, I'm not, he's the last, one of the last like celebrities out there. I'd be nervous about performing in front of, Yeah. but mainly because in my head, I'm like, I don't see him caring or listening. That's why right. I'm not sure you'd want me to do right. it. Yeah. Would so he really care? He brings up the camp he's going to be at that he thinks he's going to be at. I find out two days after the accidental Jennifer Lawrence thing, Justin Bieber was going to be there. I think a week or two later. Oh, so after you were going to be gone, I right? wish it would have been on me, and I would have remembered to tell uh, the lady that sent me there, like, "Hey, I don't know the whole situation, but I'm pretty sure one of your guys, like a list." A-listers is at that site. You want to look into that before you send me there? And said, I was like, okay, sure. And then I went over there nervously knowing or thinking that Justin Bieber was there. So you met so Jennifer Lawrence instead. instead. Okay. Yeah. Um, and her like friends that were there for her, for her birthday, I think it was like her 30th or something, but uh, super sweet. All, mm-hmm. all of them super chill, but they ended up just were like, Hey, like I was about, hadn't even got my guitar out yet. I was just mm-hmm. hanging out for a little bit first. I think I like had a drink and, and then, um, it was like talking to one of the bartenders or whatever, one of the chefs, and uh, and then finally one of the other guys came over like, "Hey, actually, I think we're good." I was like, "Bro, you're fine." I'm like, I was kind of getting closer and closer to asking either you guys or someone else if this really needed to happen because mm-hmm. I obviously can see and know that that is a weird gig. I'll man. tell you what, dude. That... My second, you'll appreciate this. My second time out, 
I did archery with the um, Paul, I don't know why I want to say Robinson, Johnson or Robinson. He was the key player for Rancid. Really? We're halfway through shooting, him and his two daughters, and um, we're halfway through shooting, and we're talking music the whole time. We're, we're talking music on the van ride out. Yeah. And um, we, I don't remember how, so like we kind of got to talking about like, or he tells me he's a musician and doesn't, you know, super humble guy. Like he that. doesn't he just, say, oh simply, yeah. yeah, I play keys for Rancid. Yep. <laughs> simply brings up that he's been playing uh, for a long time and that he plays keys. And um, here's the Montana trip, but I'm not sure if this is the one with him. No, it would have been the one before. So, um, so we're talking and then like nonstop talking music and then punk rock gets brought up. Yeah. And I bring up, here he is. So like we get to talking, Paul Jackson. Paul Jackson. Um, hmm. played the Hammond organ on, throughout the album and out come the wolves. Okay. So, you know that, wow. um, yeah. Uh, so the solo in I think it's Time Bomb that yeah yeah that's him wow so like that's so cool we're talking and we're shooting bows and arrows and, <laughs> and hanging out super cool guy really sweet daughters our instructor is this really sweet lady and just having an awesome time all friendly people and then he finally is like so I didn't know how to bring this up, but I know you mentioned punk rock earlier and I, I like just your, he like mentioned my, my outfit too. And it was like, uh -huh. your kind of wardrobe looks like you're kind of, I'm assuming you're in your thirties, like kind of some, I'm assuming you're maybe into some of the old school or whatever. Like you got, you got a cool thing going on. I'm like, thanks man. <laughs> I don't know what all that means, but thanks. And he, uh, so he's like, um, he goes, you and he starts bringing up like operation Ivy and this, and I'm like, I love all that stuff. So he like, he grew up with, was in Boy Scouts with, like, Tim Armstrong, grew up with Lars Frederick, like, grew up with these guys, like, from kids, like, we're buddies, like, grew, growing up with them, um, and then went on to tell me, like, played a bunch with them and was, was on the keys for that album. I'm like, I was, like, starstruck in the moment, because I was like, dude, I'm not saying, like, you're playing in particular on that album, like changed my life but right. like but that album like did a lot for me I was right like, that, that was a very important album yeah in my childhood oh, not just yeah. as as far as punk rock goes but just music in general that yeah. album is still one of my probably top 10 favorite albums oh yeah ever yeah um and i got to shoot i got to go <laughs> with do archery and then shoot this, archery uh, he was them. just the sweetest guy it was amazing oh my gosh paul wow. jackson that's so cool man well um man we're like Two hours. I was going to say. Over two I hours. Was, this I is, told myself on the drive is, over here. This is amazing. I bet we're going to record two and a half, three hours of stuff and know that we could do two and a half to three more. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I totally was, man. <laughs> I guess I guess it's just like, I know there's so much to talk about, but like at the same time, I wasn't thinking, you know. I think I just know, you know. we have enough in common and that's, the couple times we true. have talked, I was like, there's no way when we actually sit down like this that we're not going to just go nuts. <laughs> so, Lupe Carroll, part one. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we... Do you want to play a song, or do I'm you totally want to do for that? Man. It, it's up to you. I can you. even just knock out one. Um, I've I've got some newer stuff that during like quarantine time that I've written that I haven't really 
gotten the chance to play out and I'd be more than happy. Actually, all the Montana talk, I wrote a song about it called Blackfoot River. Um, oh. I, I wrote it after, like, I started it out there and then finished it right when I got home. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just, I'd never been to Big Sky Country. I'd never seen that. I never knew why it was called Big Sky. If you've ever been out there, like, holy I've only f- driven through it. Man. So, well, I'm, I mean, still, I'm sure you're looking Montana. out your window and seeing the sky out there. Like, you don't think the sky would look different anywhere else. And it totally does. It's, yeah. Blows your mind, um, your surroundings out there, and it was just so mesmerizing and um, good for the soul. Like, is is I don't know, I'm not cheesy, I guess. Anybody, well, I feel like that would go out there. You're gonna feel that. You're yeah, it's a absolutely. spiritual thing being yes. in that kind of wilderness. Yes, it is. Um, and knowing too is a funny thing. Like, I I didn't go hiking a ton or anything, but like I'd go off on little walks, and it's a different thing to be surrounded by such beauty, but but to also have it for the most part in the front of your mind that where you're going for a nice pleasant walk you're not at the top of the food chain anymore <laughs> like openly <laughs> right no not, it's not true. in the sense of you're at the zoo you better hope yeah. these fences and, and big thing no you're, you're like like the, you mentioned the mountain before i went on my yeah, walks the neighbor in the housing places i was at she like hey let me know if you do go on a walk i've got bear spray like <laughs> super like very nonchalantly i'm like right, okay thanks great it... and that week i didn't go on a walk. it wasn't until my second trip out <laughs> like, that i went on oh. a walk. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll let you know. You know, I think I'm good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> deadbolt, deadbolt. deadbolt. <laughs> Is there um, somewhere around here I could buy locks? So yeah, uh, let's let's hear a song. Whatever whatever it is you want to uh, perform, totally open to that. All right, Blackfoot River. Here we go. Thinking back, I wish I'd have gotten to know you better Good to know I'll see you again, Blackfoot River They spell out our names Peyton trees round midnight Under the Milky Way Oh, the starlight Under big skies Smell the sagebrush Trying to capture my last night in Greeno, then off to Missoula, heading home. Looking back. Babies 
accept how much faster time's moving on Yet again heading west For far better reasons than a contest No more stories A white lies about a different world than mine I'll see for myself, then go home These almost frozen mornings Sun Kissing your face by the afternoon River song singing Please come back to me Please come back to me We have a studio audience in here. I forgot. I keep forgetting there's like 70-something people behind me in your basement. I love that song. That is beautiful. Thanks, man. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I really want to go to this. Can I go as your like assistant or something? Man, is that allowed? That'd be kind of cool. I might have to, you know, uh, I'll figure something see out. See if you can negotiate that with Super your next. Fun. This, this you year, know. Melissa was going to be coming with and then kind of realized that. She oh. wanted to wait a little longer with the little ones being as little as they are. Yeah, because your youngest is... She's going to turn one on Thursday. I was going to say, she's, she's about one. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. Which would be fine, but mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know. That's We'd be gone a week. And so our big thing too, like my parents would obviously be taking them. Yeah. And with a three and a one-year-old, like <laughs> we're not trying to do that to my parents. <laughs> yeah. Yet. So yeah. it'll be a little easier with you know she'll still be a you know crazy two, but like William will be a, a and help, if it was just full four, <laughs> and it was just one of them. Sure. Then, yeah, that too. You know, yeah. I mean that For would sure. be different. But yeah, you got a three and a one-year-old. Yeah, oh boy. That's, yeah. <laughs> not trying out. to make my parents not like me. <laughs> so, so I think next year, hopefully, I think she'll be coming along. Uh, she plays cello. Okay. Um, so it was a. 
easy and fun selling point yeah uh to the guy that does the booking and i straight up told him in the email i was like imagine like that's yeah, how i like i was like this, imagine man. this dude like <laughs> you know picture like the blackfoot river picture that you know what i do like you know what i do you've seen me do it i'm like picture that with cello yeah and he like emailed me back right away. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> Send me some pictures of you guys. And um, so let's let's wrap it up with like, I, I mean, it's it's been a long time already since sure. you know the love we found was released. Yeah, um, which is a great record. Thanks, Everyone man. should listen to it. Buy it. Appreciate that. Um, but do you? have any plans on on releasing any new music soon i mean i know you you're going to be playing the kankakee farmers market coming up but that's like much later september September. of 2021 but i mean do you have any other um gigs or anything you know like i said new music being released or anything like uh, that nothing really um you know keep an eye out i've got i've man i've for like for years i think me and a friend have a domain name like bought out but like have done nothing with it like I've, I've been meaning to get a website up and stuff but um i've got a facebook music page um i think it's just uh backslash lupe carol music yeah I'm pretty i think sure you're right i was gonna say i think it's you gotta i recently there, yeah. uh, not too long ago like revamped that page um <laughs> of course haven't been on there in a bit but i really <laughs> revamped it and like uh put up a bunch of legit like music videos and stuff like our audio tree recordings um other stuff I've done with people and uh, just tried to make it more, um, I don't know, just newer. I, I, yes. Now I'm glad right, I talked right, about this. I'll yeah. be sharing this stuff on there. But yeah. Um, but anyway, check that out. I, I do try and at least through there share my shows and stuff. But okay. I'm hoping maybe possibly to do another Kickstarter uh, for another album. Um, but I do have a good um, set of songs that I'm happy with and proud of that I, I'd like to start figuring out studio time and doing that again. Um, so yeah, keep, keep an eye out. And then, uh, again, too, I'll, I'll share my shows on there. Instagram too. I pretty heavy on there. Yeah. I was going to say you're on Instagram quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Twitter's fun, but I'm not really on there a lot. <laughs> yeah. I try, but I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm on it too, but I feel like I'm not very good at it either. Yeah. So I know it's just... good at sharing and retweeting and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. But, uh, but yeah, otherwise that's, you know, uh, and there's definitely stuff that'll be coming out, but no, yeah. nothing too soon. Um, but. Okay. Awesome. Well, Lupe, uh, seriously, I, I, I'm going to thank you until the day I die. Oh, thank you right, for, for everything you've done for, uh, for Kankakee Podcast, creating the theme song and yeah. and just being so easy to work with and, and just being open to doing it and yeah, not charging welcome, charging me an arm and a leg too. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, dude. It's, it's, so, it's all been a blast. So uh, it, it's been an honor. So. And uh, kudos to you, man. This is this is awesome. What you're doing is great. And thank you. Um, I gotta say too, like the just the few episodes I've heard have been amazing. But Kent Wade's story. Yeah, isn't that Holy incredible? Smokes, man, I just I wanted to. This is my favorite. His, I think his, so far. It was so easy to same, and it will be for a while. Yeah. Um, till I hear mine, and then uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> totally joking. <laughs> until mine but, uh, is out, of course. Man, it was so easy to like close my eyes multiple times while he was talking and sharing his story, and I was just like, oh, I wish I was like sitting with them. Yeah. Without a mic, like not needing to chime in, but just like 
I just wanted to hug him, like just out of he just seemed like such right? a solid. He's a cool guy, yeah, man. He's yeah, just really cool, I could down tell. to earth. Because we even after like we stopped recording that episode, sure. we we talked for like another thirty minutes. I bet. You know, and I of course bet. this one is going to take the cake so far for being the longest episode. Yeah, so. my apologies to everybody for. <laughs> well, Mike Tomano's episode is uh, just before this one, okay. and I thought that one was going to be the longest because <laughs> that's near Jake. I two. really see. Seriously, knew. I knew. I was like, man, good thing there's I'm, all like the I editing. mean, I knew we had plenty to talk about sure. and we've known each other for so long, yeah. but like. There's some podcasts yeah. I follow that they, they round about an hour and there's always an episode or two that's like pushing three, two or three. Yeah. I mean, I've with with uh, the other podcast I do, uh, that's definitely happened before. Sure. So, yeah, for sure. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, th- thanks again, oh, Lupe. My pleasure. And, um. Really, uh, really appreciate it again. Heck yeah. People tend to stay.